Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, everybody. It is Friday, November 11th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. You know it better as the Big X. We're from 3 to 6 today, broadcasting, as always, from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Visit business.louisville.edu to find out how you can find out how it's going to feel like you're getting paid to get your MBA. Not a long process. Very easy. Make some money. Have a good time. Experience the world. Get your MBA. UVL College of Business can do that for you. Again, business.louisville.edu. Plenty to get to today. We'll try to put Bellarmine in the rear view window and look ahead to a monster Saturday of Cardinal Athletics. We had the women's team win a game last night, get things off to a good start. Uh, and then tomorrow, obviously, the big show, the big shows Whoa. this weekend. Cards taking on Wright State, looking to bounce back in game number two of the Kenny Payne era at 1 o'clock at the KFCM Center, and then 3.30, UVL on the road. Taking on Clemson, looking to get over that hump, looking for that first win over the Tigers, 3.30 kickoff in Death Valley. ESPN will have the TV coverage. You can hear all the action right on our sister station, 970 WGTK. Trevor Kelsey is here, rocking the Seattle Kraken t-shirt, feeling good, looking good. How are you, my friend? Going to get it cracking this weekend. Damn right. Open up the crack-a-lacking. Uh, I, it's going to be a long day tomorrow, isn't it? It is. It's going to be a long day. Did you? I hope you don't have any other like family stuff going on, or did you push it back to the evening time? Uh, it's pushed back to the evening. We actually have my nephew's birthday, but it's we're not going until after the Clemson game. So, so like around seven or eight. We're, it starts at six, but we're not showing up. Until yeah, I was gonna now. say, you know, I came in and this. When will cable companies finally learn that a college ball game doesn't take three hours? Yeah, exactly. Or, or like for example, I take or you, college basketball games don't take two hours. Yeah, or soccer games don't take exactly even two hours because you have to push back to the start of everything. It's very annoying. I mean, you think they would learn this at some point over? The last, I don't know, 30 years maybe? ESPN is the biggest offender. They don't oh, yeah. they don't put any sort of wiggle room in their slot times. It's always 7, 9, and then 11 if they have a late game. Football's the same exact way. It's three and a half hours exactly. I mean, the hit rate on that has to be, like, the, the amount of times where it's actually they're ready to switch over at the projected start time has to be, like, what, 8%? Oh, I don't even know if it's that much. It may not. It's so rare. Yeah, definitely not for football. Now, basketball, sometimes you'll, you won't miss anything because— So rare. They will at least with basketball if they're coming up like just right under that or over that two hour they'll push the next game back. They'll start. I mean they did it for Louisville and Bellarmine. They pushed it to, to, to oh, right. To but I'm minutes. saying the amount of times where it starts like when they're supposed to. Oh start, no no no. It's no, like eight percent. I mean I'd be stretching at that probably. Yeah, you might be right. I mean I don't think I'm. <laughs> that's a rare thing to see. 
It's ridiculous. But I mean, they, they are more common. They, they have those graphic. The, the game you were watching can be seen on ESPN. Exactly. App, yeah. Probably just ready to load every 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 minute. It's dumb. but It is. But other than that, uh, hopefully we will. Well, it's going to be cutting the closing for us for, as Louisville fans with a 1 o'clock and 3.30 start. We should be okay there. I mean, it, it should the be game. over by, it, unless they go to like overtime, it should be done by 3.20, 3.25. Yeah, we should, we'll be going probably right. There's not going to be much wiggle room in between. I feel like it's usually almost always the two hours. It's it's about two ten. Like if the game's supposed to tip off at seven, yeah, it's gonna end like nine ten, nine fifteen. Anytime I watch a replay game on the app and it says like anything, I think it was last year's Furman game I watched on a replay, and I remember loading it and the little load thing said two forty one. I thought, oh crap, we're gonna go to overtime. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of exactly, right. kind of knew it. Kind of spoiled it a little bit for me to begin to begin with as well. I'll do that. Uh, how yeah. was your Thursday night? I know we talked to. Passion show yesterday talking about the Bellman loss. Yeah. How was your Thursday night? Did you get over it? Did you have something fun going on? Did you watch 15 movies? What was TK up to? Uh, I watched a couple movies. I watched Blast from the Past with uh, Brendan Fraser, and then I watched uh, I watched The Rock, which it's actually started making me one. I was going to ask you this later in the show, but we can start now with it. What the hell? Have you ever you've seen The Rock? Love The Rock, right? Uh-huh. Who doesn't love The Rock? You ever wondered is Sean Connery's character in The Rock is that actually his James Bond character? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of similarities. I mean, I'm just because the theory on Bond is that like it's not like in person, it's a it's a title, right? Like the Dread Pirate Roberts from Princess Bride, or uh-huh. um, you know, something along those lines. It's, it's something like that. So it's just handed you know down you know to next person, and obviously he was repl- he's a British spy in The Rock, who they captured. They won't give his they they you know hit his identity. You'd think that MI6 just gave Bond to another character. You know, that, that was when, I guess, you know, whoever took over for him in the series did. And that was him locked up in Alcatraz the whole time. Now, is this your own theory, or have you heard this somewhere else? I just started thinking about last night when I was watching the movie. So was, I'd be willing to bet you're not the first person to say this. Oh, I doubt it. Yeah. Usually usually when I come up with, like, quirky stuff like this, I'll say something to a buddy of mine, and he'll he'll reply with, like, a Reddit tri- uh, thread or something. Let's see. That he knows. Oh, like, yeah, this is everywhere. Yeah. I mean, Nine I things that prove John Mason is really James Bond. <laughs> the Rock producer shuts down popular theory that James Bond is Sean. So the, the produce... Shockingly, I'm not the first to something. <laughs> so Jerry Bruckheimer says no. He shot it down. Well, Jerry Bruckheimer's a liar. Says it was never discussed, you ever never seen Jer- even thought about. You ever seen a Jerry Bruckheimer based on a true story movie? It's nothing of it's based on anything true. No. I don't know if we can believe Jerry Bruckheimer. He says. He says it. I mean, do we do we need to bring up his sports movies? Yeah, apparently this is a very popular theory. Oh, well, I'm glad to see I was... I feel like I'm Canada when it comes to this stuff. I'm a little just, bit behind like, the game. I'm like two years back. You're getting the... You're, you're going to get... <laughs> you have a hot take on the Macarena coming any time now. That's fine. Ten years, I'm like, you ever heard of this Tic Tac? <laughs> just, I just got on Instagram today. How's it going? Uh, we have plenty to get to as far as Uval Athletics are concerned. We will focus mostly on the two games tomorrow, what they mean uh, for both respective programs. did want to go ahead and, well, first of all, did you watch any sports last night? Any of the the NFL game I watched like five seconds of and couldn't take it. it atrocious. <sighs> yeah, even I, even someone like me who watches most games, I turned it at halftime is when I started watching The Rock on cable, started thinking about that stuff. And I turned it back on. It was like early fourth quarter. I'd kind of just forgotten about the, getting back on time. It was, I mean, other than me picking Atlanta completely wrong, it was it was a uh, us, atrocious yeah. game. Yeah, the game was not fun to watch at all. The only real sports news that's pertinent to our interest last night, the women's basketball team takes care of business against Uipui, which I think yeah. this, this is the last year that they're going to beat Uipui. Ridiculous. Huh? 
Yeah, they're changing their name. It's like they're, they're going to be just Fort Wayne or whatever it is now. Um, There's not even a Fort Wayne in their title now, right? Well, whatever they're changing it to is Indiana University, Purdue University. It seems like Purdue – they're changing it to something simpler is, is my point. You can't get much simpler. I don't know. Uwe pretty simple. Well, Uwe Pooey is iconic. Yeah. I but don't... It, after this year, it's going away. They, I don't like it. The name this. will be retired. It's going to be uh, – it will be renamed Indiana University, Indianapolis. Uwe? Yeah. Even though Purdue is going to continue to offer classes there – they apparently want to get away from the Uwe Pui name, so it's not going to be Uwe Pui any longer. But the cards take care of Uwe Pui for one last time, 84-62. to 62. I'm not happy about uh, that. Kristen Carr scored 15 points. Haley Van Lith had her second career double-double as she continues the hot start to her junior season, 12 points, uh, 10 rebounds. It was a workmanlike performance. They got off to an 11-point lead in the first half and then dominated the third quarter and pulled away with a 22-point win. Over a team they were supposed to beat. Well, you're, what you expect for in this type of game? It's nice that one basketball team is consistently giving us the types of performances that we expect on a given uh, on a nightly basis. So it's good, it's good to get good to get it from somewhere, right? It feels good. It That's, does. I yeah. promise I'm not going to be as we're not going to be as gloom and doom with the basketball program as we were yesterday. Um, I've some, I, I'm, I'm actually a little positive about tomorrow. Are you? Yeah. Well, start hit me with that positivity. Hit me with the positivity. What's making you positive about tomorrow? All right, Pat Benatar. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, as I as I said, despite you know all the the bloom and gloom from uh, from bloom and gloom, bloom and gloom, bloom and gloom. Put it on the calendar. It's, There's another one. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a blooming onion, but it's like tastes nasty. The bloom and gloom. Yeah, I, I left with that game with some positivity. With some progress of going forward, and in and, and hope that, and why I'm positive is that I feel like we're going to enter this game against Wright State the same way we closed out the Bellarmine game. Therefore, if we open it and close it the same way we did the second half Bellarmine, I feel like Louisville is going to win this game. That's the hope for sure. Um, and I, I'm with you. I do. I'll give away. We'll do picks at the end of the show. I do think they'll they'll Ooh, win. We're going to basketball picks now on this. Aren't I know we? they'll be. I think it'll be a narrow. Victory. I don't expect us to blow them out because I don't. I don't know if we can blow anybody out right now. But mm, the didn't say I would pick a blowout win. I just feel confident in a win. The challenge that Wright State presents is actually really similar to the one that Bellman presented. And I say challenge, but also the opportunities that that this game presents are the same. It's very similar to what we saw Wednesday night against Bellman. They're a really good offensive team. They bring back a lot of guys from a, a team that went to the NCAA tournament last year that won their conference tournament, and they're not a very good defensive team. They, this is Scott Nagy's their coach. He's always been an offensive guy. They've scored, I think, 75 points per game or more in all but one of his seasons at Wright State. They've been in the top 50 in points per game in all but one of his seasons at Wright State. They scored a, a boatload of points last season. Um, even in the in the you know, the first four, they played Bryant. They beat them 93-82. They hung 70 on Arizona in a 17-point loss in the tournament. They they get buckets and they bring back their best score from last year and Trey Calvin who scored 37 on Wednesday night against Davidson, but they're bad on defense. They were 253rd last year. He wasn't year. their best score last year. He was like their second or third, I think. I think he was their leading score last year. He got, he got hurt towards the end of the year, but he's all conference. Um, and he's first team all conference this season. He's, he's the, he's the dude. Um, Unless Tanner Holden got hurt, then yeah. He yeah he he's the man. He's he's their big guy. They got Amari Davis, who's a a transfer who's been to like 15 different schools, who played pretty well for them against Davidson. But their mo, they were 253rd in the country at adjusted defensive efficiency last year. They're good on the offensive glass. They're horrible on the defensive glass. Once again, I mean, this is a team that you've got to be focused in the half court on defense, or they're going to light you up. They can score at all three levels. 
But offensively, Louisville should have a stark advantage. They should be able to beast these guys inside. They should be able to get what they want off the bounce. And they should be able to get a bunch of second-chance opportunities. It's the exact same setup that we saw on Wednesday night where Louisville ended up getting outscored in points in the paint, did not control the glass nearly well enough, and got next to nothing inside. They, they shot poorly from two, shot probably too many threes, fell in love with the three after getting hot there early. And Wright State's game plan is going to be exactly what Bellarmine's was. Pack it in. They're going to let you take those threes. And if you make three out of four early, they're going to play the percentages and say, you're going to cool off. We're going to keep letting you take that outside shot. If you wind up shooting 50% from three, so be it. We'll tip your cap. We don't think you can do it for a full game. Bellman did the same thing. We couldn't do it. We fell off. We couldn't get anything going inside. And ultimately, it wound up kind of costing us the game. So, Sidney Curry, if you're going to wake up early this season... Perfect time to do so. They lost their best play, post player from last year. The kid who's a sophomore whose name is escaping me. Um, uh, their, their big man transferred to Vatek. He's, he's gone. He's, he put up 20 He's put up twenty a game last year. And he was the best player in the Horizon League the last four yeah. or five years. And the best center. AJ leading. Braun is the, is the guy who's coming back, who's, who's the, the only guy with real size yeah. that they can play. And he's, he's still 6'8. Like he's 6'9. He's, he's not a, he's more of a, he wants to play inside type guy, but he's, he beasts Horizon League guys. He should not do what he can do effectively against a team like Louisville. He's not a very good front-of-the-basket type player. So they're going to try to to pack it in. They're going to try to, to force us to beat them from the outside. And then they think they can score on us. And they're probably right. They probably will have a, a decent amount uh, of success in the half-court offensive because their guards are, are, are good. I mean, with Finky, Davis, and Calvin – they probably have a better overall backcourt than we do right now, at least from what we've shown. To the senior backcourt on top of it, too, with Binky and, and, and Calvin. Calvin, yeah, played there for a long time. Davis actually started in the Horizon League, played in Green Bay for a few years, went to Missouri, and now he's back in the Horizon League wrapping up at, um, at Wright State. And, look, they play with confidence. They're a team that's had success. They've won 20 or more games every year Nagy's been there, besides the COVID season in 2020-21 when they won 18. They have a, a solid pedigree, a solid program DNA. They're going to come in here expecting to beat you. And I think Louisville's going to be get, get a good test. And if they don't come out and play the same way that they played at the in the first segment of, of Wednesday's game and the last six minutes of Wednesday's game, they'll probably get beat. But I'm expecting lessons to be learned. Maybe that's foolish of me, but I'm expecting lessons to have been learned from Wednesday night. I expect the intensity level to be better and more consistent than it was Wednesday night. And I'm expecting them to beat what, again, I, I know I'm, I'm kind of hyping them up, is still an inferior team. They're they're the second or third best team from the Horizon League. They should not come into your to your the KFC Yum Center and beat you. But if you don't do the right things, they absolutely are good enough to make that happen. Yeah, I mean it's impossible. I mean, it's the best team Louis plays played so far. I mean they're better. They are going to be better than Bellman. They're obviously better than the two the two exhibition games. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not that I mean we're going to be saying this a lot probably each and every game is that this is quote-unquote, the best team Louisville's probably played all year. We'll say that until, you know, A&M comes back around or somebody like that. But, I mean, yeah, this is, it's a small team, so it is it is similar to the Bellarmine, but and experience. It's, it's a test, but one that, I mean, if Louisville can continue to make steps forward from what they've been doing, it's a game that Louisville should win. Now, if this team takes steps back and you see, you know, trainer out there not, not keeping up with his man as much or – you know, Weathers getting into God, foul trouble. So well, I mean, you just you can't say anything. He's the first guy. He's not even a starter. Just go right to him. He's going to play minutes. He's going to have to play minutes with this team as well. And if he's going to not want to get back, he needs to start playing better. I mean, I wouldn't. He wouldn't be the first guy that I would go to, though. I mean, I, I, City Curry should probably be the highlight there, right? 
Probably, yeah. But we I, need Curry to do something. We need Curry to do something, but I, I guess I'm more just focusing on the guys I have seen out of, and that is Withers, Ellis, and James. And I don't want to see a step back. I mean, I want to see, you know, Withers needs to stay obviously stay out of foul trouble. James needs to be able to stay on court. And Lands needs to continue to be aggressive. I know you you hate Kamari Lands, but I don't. I love Kamari Lands. Eh, you, I just you think he played him. very poorly on Wednesday. I wanted him to start on Wednesday. You, I thought he was great against Shaman. I was cursing him left and Not right. Not true at all. So nasty. You you even spilled the ground what you said his name. I'm Kamari fan, Lance fan, 24 seven. That that would be that's my my moniker. I just thought he played very poorly on Wednesday night. I still understand why you spilled the ground every time you say his name. But anyway, so. Nah. <laughs> uh, he, he said he's my JJ trainer. It's like okay, calm down, Mike. I, I, I just, love Kamari. I I knew that there's definitely reason to be worried, but I'm trying to be optimistic and I'm trying to stay positive. Until I have no other reason to, and that for therefore I'm saying I'm thinking Louisville does get the win tomorrow in basketball, and maybe in football too. I don't know. I don't want to tease. I don't want to give it all away. They should. You got to earn it from me. I, Which I'm do you feel more confident about? Because you were saying you might Ooh, feel confident. that's a very good on question, Wednesday. You were actually. saying you might feel more confident about Clemson than you did about Bellarmine, and I was like, that's that's silly. Which in hindsight, I was wrong. You should. You had every right to not feel confident about Wednesday night's game against Bellarmine. <laughs> now on the eve of uh, another game where Louisville basketball will be favored. And Louisville football is an underdog. Do we know a line in the basketball game yet? Ken Palm's got it at 10. I'm assuming it'll be 10 when okay. it comes out Eight tomorrow to 10 morning. 8 then, probably, yeah. yeah. It'll, yeah. I, I'll bet you, uh, I know you love an Ken RB Palm. sandwich, it'll be 10. Okay. I'm, I'm, there you go. I would never doubt Ken Palm again. I know better. Yeah. He's the line, it, It's not doubting Ken Palm. It's just the lines are exactly what he has. First, John's middle name is in Ken Palm. <laughs> I'm just telling it, It's not a nod to Ken Palm. I'm telling you, the line is always exactly know, what it's spread is. You're right. I know you're right. Um, uh, you know, you which team do you feel more confident about? Clemson is a touchdown and, favorite. Louisville will be a 10-point favorite in basketball. Who you got? Confidence level. It's very close. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to lean. Is it weird to say I'm going to lean towards the football team? Really? On the road worries me. If it was at home, I'd feel a lot. I would almost be definitely saying football team. But on the, even on the road, I'm going to lean towards football team. Man. What a weird thing to say. <laughs> You're more confident weird. in Louisville beating a top 10 Clemson football team on the road than you are Louisville beating a bottom 200 right state team at home in basketball. In 30 years, I don't know That's if where we are. I don't know if I've ever seen anything so bizarre not stoned. It's yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's bizarre, but I, I, also I can't fault you for it. Like I, I, you're, I'm sure you're not alone in having that opinion. It's not a large gap, but it is a small gap of the football. I mean, I have more reason to. Ha- does. I mean, it does. I mean, it, it fits just... in a small gap. <laughs> Next thing you know, it's I mean, he's walking out. Twirling a cane, wearing a top hat. Just saw, find, saw just Brooks, the way. Saw Brooks was here carved in the side. <laughs> uh, oh, God. <laughs> I just, the football team, with the way the defense has been playing, home or road, compared with, I don't know how, whether what happened last week or not with Clemson, I know what Clemson's offense looks like. Obviously, Clemson's defense is at the point where I am worried about if we can put up points and match them offensively. I, I'm not surprised this game didn't turn out like a 2014 game like or whatever it was last year. I can see that too. And if that's the case, then I'm going to feel very confident that we can pull out a, a one win. Because we're, I mean, love of God, we've got to be due, right? I mean, at some point, the other shoe is going to. We're past due. I mean, at some point, the other shoe is going to drop in close game, one possession games with Clemson and Louisville, right? It's you gonna, think. I mean, it's got to go the other way at one point, right? Clemson remains the only team that we've played multiple times in the ACC and have yet to beat. We've played them seven times. We've lost all seven. And in four of them, we not they're, just they're one score games. Not only have they been one score games, 
but we have had the ball in scoring position yeah. in the final minute with a chance to win the game, and we have gotten the job done on zero of those occasions. Three of those times have been in the red zone. Three, I mean, two of them have been at the goal line, and yeah. we have and we've won none of those games. It, it seems to be defying the law of averages. I'm sure Dabo thinks it's God, just you know, hating Louisville football and loving him. I mean, he's he's not even a joke. He said as much. He's God he, just he hates. He does, he, God doesn't want us to convert in the red zone. He, I've, I've been told he thinks God hates us because we put tees on a bird. That's probably what it is. He was like, that's unholy. But this is a Clemson program that I mean, this team even before they got shellacked by Notre Dame last week had looked vulnerable in recent weeks. All they, season, really. They had, yeah. They, they, the offense has not been firing like it has in years past. It looks more like last year's offense outside of the first like five weeks of the season. The defense is still good. It's always going to be good, but maybe not as elite as it was when they were winning national titles. And Louisville four in a row, riding some momentum. Now they do go into a place where nobody's won in six years. Saturday will be the six-year anniversary of the last time Clemson lost at home. Oh, it was perfect. November 12th, 2016. They lost 43-42 to Pitt. They've since won 38 straight games at home, the longest home winning streak in the country. They also have not lost back-to-back games in any way, shape, or form since 2011. The stars are aligning. The stars are aligning. I mean, it's perfect, right? The anniversary, the, the, the fact that we we just can't get over that hump. I mean, it's bound to happen. I mean, it's going to happen. Now, Scott Satterfield was on Jim Rome today, and he said he said a number Poor of interesting guy. things. Um, maybe the most – he got asked about Malik Cunningham, the hand injury, how's it going. And Satterfield said, on one hand, you're like, okay, cool. He's like, he's like oh, physically he's been fine. He's been practicing all week. Mentally, he has some stuff he needs to get over. And I was like, well, oh, that's no. not – this is my biggest concern with this game is – Kill my confidence, man. My biggest concern is because I expect the defense to play well again. At this point, the defense has earned the benefit of the doubt that they're going to hold Clemson below like 35 points. I I, I expect them to. Maybe I'm wrong. I no, I believe in Scott. Steve. I I believe in Scott Steve. I believe in Brian Brown at this point. No, well, Scott Steve. Stop. Um, <laughs> I think that they're going to get they're they're going to put the offense in a position where it can win this game. My concern is, and you've made this point a number of times, when Malik has been too juiced up for games before, or something has gotten in his head a little bit. We saw it first down again on Saturday. Uh, James Madison, the guy gets in his, like, like, he flips out a little bit. There was no need to make that more than it was. He, it does not bring out the best in him. Mm-hmm. UK's gotten in his head both times they've played him. I mean, three times if you want to go back to 2018, even though you know, he didn't really, he didn't start that game. Uh, Tutu Atwell started at quarterback in that game. But they've gotten in his head a little bit. Miami, I thought, got in his head a little bit in 2020. When he has pressed he has not played that well. He has openly said, going back to this summer, that this is the game he's got circled. This is the game he said, I, I've double circled it. He said things are going to be different this year. He said he thinks about that last drive every single day. He watches the game up until the last four plays. He can't watch the goal line series. Like he is. Me and them both. This is the game he's had circled. And in a weird way, that makes me a little bit nervous because when he gets, when he gets outside of himself, it does not bring out the best in him, usually, and I'm worried about his play. Usually, that concern happens to me when we ask him to do too much more than anything, though. He's going to have to do it though, because Clemson's not going to let and, us run the ball over them. Well, true, but I mean, we're going to we've got to be able. I mean, it's going to be a matter of who can. We've got to be able to break that one tight Evans run. If yep. we can get to at least that yep. one run, and then maybe one. I mean, we if we're going to win this game. I mean, I know I, I, I said it before. I mean, if if we're winning this game, there's no way Cunningham's throwing more than 22 passes. Because otherwise, we're in a shootout, and we're not winning a shootout probably even with Clemson. 
I, I, I'm I not going to go I that far. I know I would say what a shootout would be with Clemson, though, but I mean. Yeah, I, won't, I mean, I, I can see a, a path to us winning regardless of what the run-pass discrepancy is. But if we're throwing the ball that many times, you have to hope that it's because he's throwing the ball well. And like Clemson's defensive front, even though they may not be 2016 good, 2020 good, they're still the best in the ACC probably. And they're mostly healthy still, right? I mean, it's Brees, Murphy, and they lo- all those guys are healthy. Well, Xavier Thomas is out for the year now. They, just, they, okay. they announced that this week. They've got okay. – Brisset is, is, is good to go. Um, I think everybody else is pretty much set. Henry Murphy, the other two, they're like top five picks probably. They And they've been good. They have maybe haven't been as dominant as people thought they were going to be, but, but they've been very good. My point is that you cannot do what you did to James Madison against Clemson, which is just aside, we're shoving the pass by and large. We're going to run all over these guys. We're going to big boy football them. It ain't going to work. No, but you, that's your game plan. You want to, I mean, you don't, you want to be able to run the ball in first and second down and not have to be, not be forced to throw the ball, especially on a third and long or a second and long for that matter. I mean, that's just the uh, Satterfield's offense. And when Louisville gets put in long situations, whether it be second or third, that's when you almost kind of like, okay, how much room do we have to punt? Because, I mean, the, we just do not, I don't, I don't know what the actual numbers are, but I'd be willing to bet we're not the best at converting on long situations. What we, what we need to have happen is one of the tra- traditional running backs is going to have to play very well in this game. Because last year, our traditional running game was not great against Clemson. It was basically just Malik. Um, Malik carried the ball 22 times for 134 yards and two touchdowns. He threw it 20 times for 174 yards and, and no touchdowns. Our running backs didn't do much. Cooley had 49 yards. Mitchell had 38. Hassan Hall had two. Like That was it. I'm assuming that. I can't remember right. Did Malik have like a long when he busted or something? Uh, 51-yard touchdown okay. run. Uh, that was a big part of it. But he averaged 6.1 yards per carry. Oh, yeah. Like, be, yeah. That was our best offense last year. The, the passing game never got it going. Which is why when he got hurt that one series. We, we were done. Yeah, we, we, we were done. It, it really affected us. Um, You saw it in that last play he talked about where he – he you, he was clearly not as quick as he normally no. is. He was slow in that late. Even if he had been, though, he wasn't going anywhere. Probably not. We like I, I said this after the on Monday show after the James Madison game. I liked that we got the passing game going a little bit in the second half, just because one it created separation for us and allowed us to walk away with the win by 24 points. Two, there's no way that we are going to win. I think any of these last three games, if the passing game isn't better than it's been in recent weeks. I know we beat Pitt that way. We're not holding Clemson, NC State, Kentucky to ten points, and we're not going to be able to score twenty-four. Like we're not, we're not going to get two defensive touchdowns against Clemson the way we got uh, against Wake Forest. They're not going to turn the ball over eight times. The passing game has got to get it going a little bit. We don't have to be, you know, Lamar Jackson passing game. We don't need to be throwing for three hundred yards. But you have to keep opposing defenses that are as good as the three that we're about to face honest. They can't just load the box against you and dare you to beat them over the top and not have you get it done for four quarters and expect to win the game. Malik's got to get it going a little bit, and Satterfield's comments from today make me a little bit nervous that we should not expect that to happen on tomorrow afternoon. Of all the great, nothing against Lamar, but of all the great like passing quarterbacks we have, that's the one you went with? Yeah, I mean... I mean you've gone Redmond or Ragone or Braun. I mean, Lamar's or, passing numbers are right up there I'm not all, saying they're yeah. not bad. I'm just saying just, that was, was probably that was your, your example to go with. Um... I you know I don't expect Louisville to be like you know Tom Osborne '83 Nebraska or something out there ring a wishbone, you know I mean I, you obviously are going to have to be able to throw the ball I just Louisville and I, and this is what Satterfield wants is that, you know you, you want to be able to set the pass up with the run, hit that one or two big plays catch them maybe on, on a couple bootlegs, just limit it and and want to be able to throw the ball when you're comfortable throwing the ball and not be told when you have to throw the ball because the defense is putting you in that situation. When that happens in Louisville's passing game, that's when Louisville's passing game struggles. It's just not a great passing game. We have a mediocre quarterback in the pocket, and we have some average receivers. Not horrible, 
but we just don't have one. We don't even have a tutu at well. It's the you know consistent, you know game breaking, take the top off the defense type of, of no. receiver. And you know we've we've had to work around that, and we've I think you know we've done as good a job as you can offensively doing that with what the the tools they've been handed. Yeah, I mean we've when Clemson loses by and large, it's because they get gashed in the passing game, and we've got it. We've got to get a decent couple of decent runs. We can't. And I don't mean decent. I mean, I'm not breaking breaking off like 13 yard, even 13 yard runs. But if if we've got to be able to get them in second and third, uh, third and four, and that open yeah. up to be able to be able to make the threat of opening up that play action. Because if we're in second and eight and third and nine, and they know the pass is coming, and these guys are putting back their ears and they're setting back the linebackers, we're not going to be able to move the ball very well. Now, what I was about to say is, by and large, when Clemson loses, they get gashed the passing game. But if you're looking for sort of a, a confident distraction from that. Last week against Notre Dame, it was the total opposite. Notre Dame had two 100-yard rushers. They only completed nine passes. They didn't do much in the passing game. Uh, the quarterback, whose name I can't remember, threw for less than 100 yards. His name's not remember. Exactly. Remember. He's not very good. And it didn't matter. They Notre Dame still put up 35 points. They scored 21 in the fourth quarter pretty much just by running. Now, Clemson helped them out a little bit. Um, DJ Uyunglele through the interception. Yeah, is he going to start? Uh, yeah, I mean, he started. He started playing the whole Notre Dame game. Um, I mean, okay. he still threw the ball forty times. Like they, like they, they're all in on him. He was good at the beginning of the year, but they don't have the, they don't have a Travis Etienne. They don't have a running game that can, can make up for his deficiencies. Like, well, they don't have the receivers either. They've lost some. The, the they've lost some. I mean, losing Justin Ross, who was injured a lot last year anyway, and I think they've got a young guy, but I don't think he's just developed very well. I think we'll be able to run the ball on them more effectively, assuming Tyon Evans is is healthy enough than probably we thought we were going to be able to coming into the year. But I still think like we're not we don't have the front line that Notre Dame does. We're we're not as big and physical as they are. Even though we can run it more than maybe we thought we were going to be able to a couple weeks ago, I still think Malik is gonna to have to hit on a couple of big passes because they're gonna be there. Clemson will push up. They'll dare Cunningham to beat them with his arm like every opposing defense tries to. And when that happens, he's gonna to have to make some plays. And receivers are gonna to have to create some separation. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about this. We'll take some text from you on the Thornton Sex Line. 502-414-1450 is that number, by the way. Download that Refreshing Rewards app. It's going to save you uh, money at the pump. It's going to save you money inside. And it also, if you're a new Refreshing Rewards member, is going to get you a free breakfast sandwich and a free drink. We're talking coffee. We're talking 20-ounce soda. We're talking whatever you want from any of the area Thornton's locations. There's 65,762 of them for a reason. These guys know what they're doing. They're the best. We're talking Thornton. We'll get to the text line <laughs> after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on a feel-good Friday here on 1450 and 961, The Big X. <laughs> All hooty today because South Carolina. The only band I know from South Carolina. He's a big Gamecocks fan though. He is. I know. Not like the Tigers. That's why I like him. That and the the, uh, the drummer's brother is is uh, is Renshaw's brother-in-law. Really? I guess, how's it? 
Renshaw's sister is married to the brother of the Hootie's drummer. Okay. No, I'm not Hootie. <laughs> One of my buddies, when we were, when we were younger, he got, he wouldn't get... <laughs> The only thing that would really piss them off is when we say you look like Hootie. <laughs> he kind of did look like Hootie. <laughs> now, as they've gotten older, he doesn't look like him as much, but he had to go. I mean, he had to go to you just like him when we were kids. We had a, <laughs> a text from the Thornton text line at 502 just before the break said, Hey, Mike, got word of you bleep talking to us. I'll be listening today. Go, Tigers. God bless you. Uh, this is from a 864 area code, which is Anderson, South Carolina, right outside of Clemson. So, welcome to the show. Yeah, I don't, I don't like Clemson. What do you want me to say? Bleep you. I mean, are we adding South Carolina to the, the list of states that don't like us anymore? South Carolina and Idaho. <laughs> Idaho. And Illinois, kind of, with DePaul taking over the text line that one day. I mean, two out of those three are worthless states anyway. I mean, you can get potatoes anywhere. What does South Carolina offer? I mean, Illinois outside of Chicago gives us nothing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, nothing. What What, what is South Carolina? What, what South Carolina's, like, number one, like, go-to? Hilton Head. <laughs> Vacation destinations. <laughs> Aren't they like the Palmetto State or something? Like Palmetto. A, isn't that like a fruit or something? Or is that a tree? Tree. Yeah. Look, it's about a tree. Yeah. They, what, what does South Carolina really offer? Steeped history of racism. <laughs> like every state, at least you could think of there's something. That, even Idaho gives you potatoes, right? Chicago, Illinois gives you Chicago. South Carolina is a pretty state. I'm not going to. I mean, I've been to Charleston. It's, I love Charleston. Charleston's beautiful it was, Yeah, it's cool. It's got a lot of like ghost history and Southern stuff. Southern charm. Great reality yeah. show. <laughs> Only reality show I watch. Hate everybody on it, but it's a fun show. The only one I ever watched was The Next Great White Rapper. Never watched that. Listen, no, you didn't miss much. My roommate loved it, and we had one cable box in the living room only. So sometimes I had to suffer through watching some stuff. We got some positive hoops news here. Uh, outside of you, we, obviously, we talked about uh, the Bellman game. We'll talk more about Wright State as the show goes on. But we found out just about an hour ago via Jake Weingarten, at least he's the person who I saw reporting it, Five-star junior Carter Knox, the younger brother of former UK and current New York Nick, Kevin Knox, is on an official visit to Louisville. It's not an unofficial. He says official capacity. I'm here. His dad and KP go way back. Uh, his dad's the coach of his high school team down there. So Carter Knox, huge target in the 2024 class. Five-star, one of the best players in that class. Got him on campus. Two weeks in a row now where you've had a five-star member of the 2024 class on campus in an official capacity. Here's hoping it goes well. Be a little better. Yeah, that helps. Because it didn't help that uh, man, we all knew it was coming, but then, I don't know if you saw it today. They announced that uh, DJ Wagner is going to make his his college announcement next week. So he's announcing tomorrow. No, I mean, that's what Bradshaw did. He was like, "I'm announcing." Isn't Bradshaw supposed to be announcing today, according to his count original release? Who cares? I mean, so yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna. No, but I mean, <laughs> with Wagner, it was always supposed to be around this time, and now he's making it official next week. And I love that. So CDK, you know, C.D. Kaplan, who writes for, for my site, used to write for the Leo for years. Not familiar with him, though. You know C.D.K.? No. He's a, he's a big guy. Uh, he, he, so he's he's older, though. and he. I may have read, but just don't realize the network. Yeah, he's, yeah, so he was at the – Greer was texting me. He was at the Bellarmine game. And before – like, he doesn't get on the internet at all. He writes on the site and, and comments there. But he does. he's not on Twitter. He doesn't keep up with all the recruiting news. And he went over to Jeff before the game and was like, what are you hearing on DJ Wagner? Are we going to get him? And Jeff, Jeff looked at him and was just like, no. <laughs> and CD, he's like, CD looked at me like I just like told him his puppy died. He sounds like me. Like, you, you ever think Sean Connery's from The Rock? You all have a lot in common, except CD's actually 80 years old, and you only act like you're 80 years old. Uh, but yeah, CD, just, he had no idea. It was like, we get along. just broke his heart a little bit. That uh, I don't, actually don't think you all get along at all. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I saw there was like a couple of Louisville fans out there that still were like, 
Think we got a shot? I'm like, no, guys, come on. No, it's not happening. I'm keeping hope alive. You're still keeping hope alive. Up with hope, down with dope. We need to do, you know how they do like the the sad NFL theme on Fox when, when players get hurt and they throw it to break and they're like, do 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 We have to even notice that. We need to slow down the Game of Thrones theme for the announcement day where it's just like, Wagner, DJ Wagner, DJ Wagner. And it'll be our last DJ Wagner update of the day. And then we'll never talk about him again. It'll be done. Are you looking up if that's possible? I'm going to see if there's the Game of Thrones sad version. Game of Thrones sad version. I'm sure they have. It's probably You're probably just going to find like the music from the show when something sad happened. Probably, yeah. Reigns of Castamere. We can play that. It's all over from the last episode, yeah. No, that was the Red Or Rider. when they're sitting. No. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, they play it throughout the show. What but... was the song that they sang when they're sitting around waiting for the uh, the battle at Winterfell? I don't know. I thought that was the name of the song, too. It may have been, but Reigns of Castamere is what they played when everybody... Like sad when something bad was about to happen. <laughs> the first thing of the sad music is got a picture of Hodor holding the door. Wagner, I that would be the song. That Wagner, <laughs> DJ Wagner. We can make that happen. Yeah, these are all just songs that were in there. Prodrick sings a song. Jenny Oldstone. Right, you don't need to read it. It's fine. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton sex line. Uh, text the first text that we got today agrees with you. Yeah, let's send it right there. But this is before you even made that the saying. They agree with something that you said later in the show. Okay. I'm more confident about the Clemson game than I am about the Wright State game. Is the first text we get today. Smart guy. I look. I mean, I, there's reason to feel. I mean, for sure. I'm not there, but I understand it. I mean, is there? Are, are you said you feel like there's some that are even unconfident on both ends? This is yeah, be we, an awful Saturday. We did the podcast today, and Danny picked us to lose both games. Danny picked Wright State to beat us in basketball, and Clemson to beat us in football. He both is my, he is my Bizarro. Both in very <laughs> narrow fashion. He was right about something too. Like if we do get beat by Wright State in basketball, because then we'll have to turn our attention completely to the Clemson game. Oh yeah, which will be a nice. It'll be a welcome distraction on one hand. On the other, we're going to be so uptight already that any bad call that goes against us, we're going to be like, "Are you?" Blake McKinney is he holding him. Like we're just gonna go nuts about the slightest thing well, right when that game starts. It's not gonna help being in 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 Clemson where it's probably gonna be leaning their way anyway. Well, I mean, yeah, their secondary will be doing what they do, which is taking five steps and then just clutching and grabbing. It's who they are. It's what they do. Oh yeah, the linebackers out there giving out illegal prostate exams, butt stuff uh, all over the place, choking yeah. people, putting fingers in butts, Clemson away, punching people in the face. Happened to us a couple years I'm ago. Assuming they have a proctology department there, but they do it very nicely. <laughs> what? What? They, <laughs> they're so polite. They, they they compliment you afterwards. They do. They're like, you know, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> By the way, you have a lovely rectum. <laughs> it was harder to get into than most. <laughs> Texas Louisville women, clearly the best team in the country, suck at South Carolina and tell them to stop stealing all the good recruits. I don't know about that, but suck at South Carolina. I'm good with that. Exactly. Texas, ironically, Ui Pui is technically E-O-P-U-Pui. Yeah, it's, it, I've always wanted, like, the first time I, I saw I-U-P-U-I, and my, my dad or somebody said Ui Pui, I was like, it's not, that's not the way that it reads. What are you talking about? Ui Pui. I-U-P-U-I. If you said that out loud, it'd be like E-U Pui. Oh, the I's silent. No. So it's U. no, it's, 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 it's The reversed. first letter is I, yeah. Yeah, it's reversed around. There's no, like, I, it's not... O-I. But I-U together makes an ooey sound. No, it doesn't. does in this case. No, it's not. It's, again, like if you sounded it out, it does not at all say ooey-pooey, but we all have just decided it was ooey-pooey, and, and they got so frustrated with it after 40 years, they're like, okay, why we're, these, why we're it, changing the damn name. Like, what makes them so mad about that? I don't know. I Why I, are so angry? I think they're just tired of having to spell it out in all their, like, letterheads. <laughs> just a lot of, it's a lot of words. It's a lot of words. You're six schools in one city. I mean, what do you expect? Texas says, trust me, 
Coach Set and Coach Brown have some things in store for Clemson. They definitely have not shown on purpose. They were very upset that they lost that game last year. If Malik did not come out of the game for a period of time, we would have won easily. Well, I don't think you need to show anything differently on defense. We've been just easily, but... we've been good doing what we've been doing. So I don't think they need to change up anything on defensively. But offensively, we also I mean we threw some some crazy stuff at Wake Forest. I don't know what else we have in the bag, but we had a double flea flicker and a ha- receiver pass. I mean, defensively, you got to get pressure on Uwe Gooey. I mean, otherwise, he can't sit back there and pick you apart. And I thought you were saying Uwe Pooey again. I was no. like, what? Angle. <laughs> you you've got to get pressure on Angle. Because if you do, you know he's going to make mistakes. Just say DJU. That's the easy DJU. way. DJU. DJU. Isn't it pronounced Angle? Uwe Angle. Oh, Uwe Angle. <laughs> now, now here I am forgetting the Uwe. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm dropping it, I'm forgetting it. Texas, I think we've been focusing too much on the basketball game this week instead of getting super hyped up for this football game. Beat Clemson. It's one of the many reasons. I mean, there are a myriad of reasons why I'm upset about losing the, Bell, uh, the, the Wednesday night basketball game to Bellarmine. But a mu- chief among them is I had all this momentum built up for the football game week. I wanted to focus on the football game. I, w- I would have loved to have focused at least some of yesterday's show on the football game, which would have happened if we'd you know, gone out there and beaten Bellarmine by 10 to 15 or something reasonable. And instead, it was just basketball talk. It's kind of carried over into today. And it did kind of detract from some of the momentum that we had going into this game. Because, look, Clemson's still the only team in the ACC that we've played multiple times and have not beaten. We feel like we should have gotten them at least a couple of times by now. We don't care for their stupid traditions, their stupid coach's face, like any of that stuff. And we've won four in a row. We feel... I think more confident about this Clemson game than we have in in most recent years. Even though we came close last year, there wasn't a whole lot of confidence going into that game. And instead of of hyping it up for the last three days, we've been distracted by: Is Kenny Payne the worst coach of all time? Is he the greatest coach of all time? Is he like, what? What do we know? And that's been the the, the focus here. It kind of sucks. So the distraction could. I mean, maybe it's somewhat of a good thing to distract us and not give us a full day of dissecting this game, which may have taken away from our confidence level. Maybe. I mean, ignorance, ignorance is bliss, right? Texas says, when you say RB sandwich, do you mean a regular roast beef, a super, or a cordon bleu? Do whatever they make cordon bleu still? I don't think they used to. Their cordon bleus were good. I don't think they make them anymore. I have to check. I will check because I'm going to grab Arby's on the way up to uh, do the next game tonight. Uh, no, I'm regular roast beef. No, I'm a double man. Texas says, <laughs> Trevor, who earlier this week said the b-ball team will end up over 500 is more confident in being the first team to win a game at Clemson in six years than beating Wright State at home. Make it make sense, Trevor. Well, it's a win's a win, and it's all said and done. The smoke is cleared. Why does it matter if it was ugly or, or, or awesome? He's just saying you need to explain yourself. I'm still saying that I think Louisville's going to win. I think Louisville's going to and on Saturday. Are you think they're winning both games? Yeah, I just have more confidence in the football team. That's You can do that. That's possible, right? It's still wild. Yeah, I'm a wild child. Just that I'm just pointing out with the pod schedule coming to the ACC next season for football, we won't play Clemson every year anymore and won't have another chance to beat them for several years if we don't get them tomorrow. That pisses me off. A yeah, I don't think we play them at all next year. I don't like that. I don't. I, I'm not a fan of that. But you know, you know, I want to keep Clemson. I want Clemson on the schedule every year. I just it, it, to be the man, you got to beat the man, and they're the man. And we got. And I, I'm not. I don't want to avoid them. I don't want to be like, oh well. Yeah, you you would have been that good, but you didn't get you didn't get to play Clemson this year. I, I hate that. I want to play Clemson every year. Put them on the schedule. 
I mean, I would like to have people saying that. I'd like for us to be in that position. You know, Ghost is, is not the man. Boston College, and we couldn't beat them. We've already <laughs> lost three conference games. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not yet at this point where I'm like, we want Clemson every damn year. No, I'm. I'm. I'm good with not playing them, honestly, for a while. This is the this is you hiding from Cincinnati in the barrel too all over again. We no, we used to beat Cincinnati all the time. We've never beaten Clemson. You're scared to put the barrel back on the line. You're scared to play. I I I, I welcome the challenge. Well, I bring it. I welcome it too, and we haven't won any of them. So we may go down swinging, but we ain't going to the hospital alone. Yeah, next season we don't play Clemson. Um, in 2024 we play Clemson away again. So we'll be back at Death Valley in two seasons. So they don't even come to our house and for to win like 2030. We don't host them again until 2026. Yeah, we'll play them there again, but we don't get them at our place until 2026. Which again is is it sucks, but also it kind of makes sense given that we we haven't played there since 20, 2018 already because the yeah. COVID year we've hosted them twice since they've hosted us. So it kind of makes sense that they're getting a, a little bit of receipt. I just don't like that. I'm not a fan of it. Well, someone's got to give. Can't play everybody. I know, I know. Texas, if we beat them and they don't storm the field, can they start to be fined by the ACC? <laughs> At that point, it's no longer a tradition. Yep. Do they do that? The new tradition is if we if, if the visiting team wins, they can push the coach down the hill. They keep saying, again, they they always, we storm, win or lose. I've never seen it after a loss. I want to see it on Saturday. I don't remember. I, I only know that saying from what you've said. They say that. that I, I'm going to trust you, but I don't remember ever. No, I mean, it's not about you. Can, can we not look up the video from the, the pit game and see if they. It's they about the Paul. It's not about you. Somebody once said that to me in 100% seriousness. It's not about you. It's about the Paul. I need a man that shot my paw. <laughs> Texas Trevor, quote, I'm more confident in Louisville football beating a top 10 Clemson team in their house than I am Louisville basketball beating a mid-major at home. Also, Trevor, quote, fire Brian, Brian Brown, and I still prefer Brom over Sat. Also, I'm encouraged by KP so far. I'm seeing improvement in the basketball program. Yeah, that's somebody who's been listening. <laughs> you nailed it. You're an enigma. You mean I'm assuming I'm assuming you are are or related to a stenographer because you that texture got it all right. Texas, from a betting standpoint, I'm way more confident in Louisville to cover plus seven in football than to be a ten point favorite over anyone in B ball. I don't disagree there. I didn't say we'd cover the ten points. I don't think we're I mean, covering the ten. I'm confident in a win. I'm not. I don't know about confident in ten. Texas, does Nickelback also does Nickelback know that Chad Kroger also plays guard for Wright State? Yeah, the look he does look a lot like him. I've seen it. That's <laughs> well, good to see Chad Kroger do, be successful at something he tries. Texas, honestly, I think Brock can get the job done if we need him tomorrow. Now, there's somebody that's a little more confident than I am. I hope so. I mean, it... I mean, you know, be honest with you, I, I can't say. I don't know. We do because we do lose some on the mobility side with Brock. Some, yeah. Oh, I mean, we don't lose it all, but we lose some. There's a lot. Yeah. And, I mean. I mean, really, is he really that much stepped down from his from the passing aspect of it either? Yes. Arm strength-wise, for sure. Yeah, I guess. He's better at standing in the pocket and letting plays develop, but that's because he's not as athletic as Malik. Uh, but he's does the not run- have the arm strength to beat a team like this. We, if, he, if he was just a little closer in the running game to Malik, then I wouldn't be I'd, be. I'd be okay with it more. Texas says, I always wanted to have a hootie cover band called Booty and the Ho-Fish. <laughs> be a good name. Um uh, Texas, South Carolina is objectively the worst state in America. <laughs> they did not want to leave England during the Revolutionary War, and they were the first state to succeed from to secede from the Union. Live long and suck it. Thanks for Stephen Colbert, though. 
We do. Stephen Colbert is a national treasure. Yeah, he's all right. Oh my god, I love him. He's uh, all right. But he's yeah. He Stephen Colbert also is kind of just like he 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 talks freely and openly about Charleston, which where he's from. No, oh, is he? Yeah. I still don't see anybody telling me what the what South Carolina offers us other than I guess Hootie and Stephen Colbert. Moss trees. <laughs> Beaches. I'm, I'm kind of being serious. That guy has some kind of like. Like, like thing they offer. Like we, I mean, we're tobacco and cig- and bourbon. I mean, Indiana offers like grain and corn. Tennessee offers a reason to hate Tennessee. My guy Levon texted and he's he's jacked up. He said, "I think if the receivers run harder and finish the route, and Malik steps into his throws, we can make passes. Ty and Evans will get the job done." Sorry, I'm sending in a lot of text. I'm just so bleeping hyped. <laughs> what I have seen uh, progress in his blocking and some route running. The receivers have been a little bit more physical. But yes, like you said, Clemson's going to bring it all. We have to be fast. We have to be creative. I love the energy, LeVon. Love would, it. Would you be okay with a, not a trick play, but a play action, go, let's try to go deep first play of offense on offense? Yes. We won't do it, but yes. Yeah, I doubt we would too. Our first play will be a run. Or a short pass. Yeah, if it was Petrino, it'd be a bootleg, uh, play action bootleg. Oh, the Petrino first scripts. Uh, I mean, did he ever not? Did they? Does he still run even south of Missouri where he is? Missouri State. Does he still run that same uh, play action bootleg rollout? Roll out everybody to one side and then leak the tight end to the left. So, so yeah. I mean, it's his first play every game he coached. It worked. It did almost every damn time. <laughs> You're damn right, it did. All right, we got to go to break. Four o'clock hours on the way next. We'll take more sacks at 502-414-1450. couple other thoughts on this Clemson game. A couple other thoughts on the basketball side of things as well. We will hear from Kenny Payne, um, I think, today at some point. I don't know if we've, we've got his quotes out there. We'll try to find him if, if so. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Continues next here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Did we just hear this or was it just you singing it during the break? Singing it during the break. Because like, it came on again. I was like, I thought we, I, this was just in my head for some reason. And I was like, was it just Trevor singing it when we were in the break? That was me. Yeah, I just rubbed my hands through a dark air and I pray to God I'm gonna help me find a way and just let us win. Let try number eight be the one. I love the movie. Let us win. I love the movie Ted, but it ruined every Hootie song for me. I don't even. I, I know I saw it. I, don't, I have no idea. What, when he does the karaoke, what that for. and he, he's like, "You can sing every '90s song by just saying vowels," and he starts doing the Hootie song. And he's like, "A E I O U." Now, I don't remember that scene, but I'll take your word for it. Did you like? Were you? Were you, you, you were probably big into Hootie when they came out, weren't you? Not really. Really, I liked. It. I mean, every, I didn't hate them, but yeah. almost every song except for one on the day's list is from their first album. 
Yeah, I mean, not, not a much. whole lot of people clamoring for the late Hootie stuff. The, I take it back two songs. One was the first song we played, the the Blind song. That's off like their second album. And then there's another one coming up. Well, I'm excited. <laughs> you should be. Everything else is just off that debut album, which was a pretty good album. Uh, we've got, if you're looking for games going on at the moment, UofL Field Hockey is actually participating in the NCAA tournament right now as we speak. Yeah. Taking on Penn State. Um, yeah. They trail 4 to nothing at halftime. No. Not great. This is a Penn State team at Louisville. I don't know what's happened with, with UofL Field Hockey. They started the season off. They were number two in the country. They were like nine and one. Their only loss was to number one North Carolina. And they lost their last four games uh, of the the regular season slash ACC tournament. Barely made the NCAA tournament. And they're playing a Penn State team that they beat earlier this year. And they're down four nothing at halftime. So not sure what, what fell apart there, but uh, looking like it's going to be a disappointing end of the season for the the field hockey team. But so still, hurt maybe or I don't know. Only eighteen teams make the NCAA tournament, so still quite the accomplishment. Yeah. But I'm sure that they were, you know. Expecting more a month and a half ago or so. I don't want to lose to Neely School. I don't know. I mean, the host was is Michigan, who's the number four overall seed. We also beat Michigan earlier in the year. So you're like, man, this is not a bad draw for us, but not going great right now. That's okay. Uh, we'll bounce back. We'll bounce back. We'll bounce back. Big weekend for the cards ahead. As we mentioned, basketball team taking on Wright State at 1 o'clock at the KFC Yum Center. And then the football team taking on Clemson 3.30 in Clemson on ESPN. Where I mean, I saw some people... I know people get caught up in the moment sometimes, but there was some like talk on Twitter this this morning, early afternoon, about where this game would rank in terms of all term all all time wins, all time significant wins. Oh, you're talking about the football game, I'm yeah. assuming. So yeah, not not, not a home <laughs> win over right state. Just, just making sure, gotta clarify this. We're, we all want Kenny Payne to get I mean, win number one, but let's not let's not go over. I know we're top six program, but I I just want to make sure. You're damn right we are. I mean, Vali Potapinko was a very important player in my life. Clemson right now, what they're number 11 in the AP poll. I think they're number 10 in the college football playoff ranking. I, I see them 10 when I saw across so the takers. That's so what people use. 10, yeah, yeah, they use the CFP rank. So it, it technically would be a second top 10 win in three weeks. I don't think we've ever had a season where we've had multiple top 10 wins in the same year. I'd be I'd put 20 bucks as we haven't. I don't know if like you know it's certainly not when they were when we the game was played. Maybe at the end of the season. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yes, but uh, it's certainly not when the game was played. And beating Clemson on the road at their place where they have won 38 straight, it would be a huge deal. I still would not put this in, like, the top five wins in program history if I were laying them out there. I don't know about you. Well, I wouldn't. I don't think hard to because, I mean, first of all, A, I, I think we can agree that we haven't beat two top tens in one year because during the Wake Forest game, despite the miscommunication, it came out that we, it was seven times we'd beaten a top ten team, I right. think. We thought it was five. I think we were stuck. no seven. I read the stat. Yeah, we we were stuck on five. I think you guessed five, yeah. and then I got stuck on it, and then it turned out to be seven. So clearly, it hadn't happened. I mean, if that's the case, and I mean, yeah, I mean, you can't. I don't know if I'd say it's a top ten win. I top mean, ten, maybe. I don't. I think mean, top, top ten, you can put a top ten because I mean, sure. it would be the eighth time we beat a top ten team. So I mean, I can put it number eight if you want, or number seven, or six, maybe. I, I don't know about top five. I mean, it's not going to go over Wake Forest, West Virginia to me. It's not going to go over. 2002 Florida State to me. I mean, it's not going to. 2016 Florida State. 2016 Florida Sugar State. Bowl. I mean, yeah. Fiesta Bowl. Sugar Bowl. Orange Bowl. Well, Fiesta Bowl, I don't think Alabama was ranked. Still, but, but in terms of, like, significance. Yeah, yeah. It's not It's not going above, yeah, any of those for me. I mean. It, It'd be a big deal. It will be a big deal. And, it's, I mean, I would I would put it in the top ten. I think so, too. I mean, just, I mean, from a, just from a, a program perspective, it could be. I mean. Listen, I mean, in hindsight, maybe it will go up the chart when we look back at it and think, you know, okay, we, you know, we knocked off a Wake Forest team that 
is sliding, and this Clemson team is sliding probably. And if we beat them, when I'm sorry, excuse me, I'm sorry, when we beat them, uh, they'll slide, you know, farther out. But we the, made them slide. We we did exactly, and, and Clemson, you would assume is going to bounce back. You think maybe I don't know. I mean, we know that Davos pissed off the big man upstairs sometimes, so maybe they aren't coming back. But I think in hindsight, maybe we could look at this as you know. That that step towards us, you know, where we're going to be in three years, which is challenging for the you know national championship. Now, intern Patrick has chimed in, even though he's not here. He's he's letting us know via text. This is our he's like stat boy, which we appreciate. This would be according to Patrick, the first time Louisville has beaten a top ten team on the road, and would be just the fifth time in program history that Louisville has beaten a ranked opponent on the road. Not, I mean, again, not you mean not even just not top ten, top twenty five. Yeah, fifth time we would have beaten a ranked team on the road. We've been. Sometimes you see stats like this and you realize how limited Louisville football's history is basically well, yeah. before like the late 90s, early 2000s. I, no, I, I'm fully aware of where it was before then. I mean, it's. But every now and then, like, there's something like that that you're like, oh my God. Like, you would have thought at some point in the 60s or 50s, we would have, like, had a couple of those, but we haven't. Like, the, 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 our history is limited to the past 25 years, more or less. Not winning the top 10 on the road doesn't really shock me because I, I would think that if we had it, that it would be a game that stuck in my memory. Not winning a top twenty-five road game does surprise me a little bit. I'm not. I, mean, I would think we'd we've won, won five. Oh, okay, that's what he said. That was five. Seems low, right? Yeah, that, that was the whole. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, five ranked wins all time on the road, which is is wild. Um, Last one was a wonder. Probably Wake Forest in 2019. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The answer is always Wake Forest when you ask those types of questions. <laughs> it's always Wake Forest. When in doubt, just say Wake. Just Forest. say Wake. Just say Wake. Who's our first big BCS bowl win? Oh, Wake. <laughs> Wake. It's always Wake. At the end of the day, it's always Wake Forest. Always Wake Forest. So, in terms of you know biggest road wins in program history, this would be right up there, if not at the very top. And for Scott Satterfield, unless this team loses, every I mean, we we said this before. You know, Scott Satterfield needs to start stacking up the wins that he can hang his hat on, because that's been the thing about not to bring it back to this, but Jeff Brom at Purdue, when people try to compare the two. Purdue has, the record-wise, the two programs are very similar, but they've had those top five wins under Brom. They've had those they've had those celebratory moments where mm-hmm. they've, they've stormed the field and been so excited for the past week. Now, they've had worse losses than Louisville has, but I think at this point, Scott Satterfield mm-hmm. would be like, I, I think the fan base would be fine with Satterfield trading some bad losses for some big wins. We're sick of the, the mediocrity, and he's starting to do that a little bit. The Wake Forest win was certainly a big win, and now the fan base is like, okay, let's get another big win over somebody besides Wake Forest. It, it can't always be Wake Forest. Let's get Clemson or let's get Kentucky. NC State would be cool as well, but let's start stacking these things up. I mean, Clemson, even without the ranking, would still be a big win. It's Clemson. Got, you got to get that hump. Yeah, I mean, it's just like it's like I said, we've talked about with Kentucky losing three straight to them. Same I mean, thing, yeah. you, you got to get back. Now, obviously, we've beaten Kentucky at least. Louisville, I mean, yeah, you, you just got to get that taste out of your mouth. Because right now, we're just, I mean, it's just motor oil in your mouth, and it's just disgusting. I'm sorry, I'm trying to react to something. I thought you were going to talk longer. Um, Usually I do. I know. I was, I was trying to figure out what somebody on Twitter is talking about, but that's okay. Well, well read, maybe I can No, no, it's, it's not worth reading. Wow, okay. Clemson is still at a point right now where they, I mean, they carry serious cachet. It's like beating, you know, when we beat that Florida State team in the 5-3 game that I mentioned, or we were 3 or 2, whatever it was, that Florida State team wound up being a, a good team, but not 
as good as their name represented at that point in time. In 2016, they still were were relatively on, close to the, being on the heels of winning a national title. Um, you know, they still were. You're talking about the O2 team, the Rich no 2016. Team? Oh, okay. they still were relatively close to. You know, they had the Heisman Trophy winner in in James Winston had been there just a couple of years before. Like they still carried a lot of weight. It sort of reminds me of the 06 win over Miami, where Miami was, you know, on the downslide from being the U, but was still close enough that they. Carried. That's what Clemson's name is carrying with it right now. This may not be a, a Clemson team that that could compete with their national title teams or their their college football playoff teams, um, and maybe they are on the downslide. I'm predicting that they are, but still beating them at this point in history would be a gigantic thing for Louisville football and their road to get to the point where we thought that they were going to be when we made the jump to the ACC. I mean, we we are a 500 team in the ACC since since making the move in 2014. None of us thought that that was going to be the case. We had all that momentum. I'm not saying we thought we were going to come in right away, start beating the brakes off of Clemson and FSU and winning conference championships every other year. But I think we thought we were going to be the third, fourth, fifth best team in that conference just about every year. And that hasn't happened. And if we're going to get back, if we're going to make that happen, then you need to start like you need to have these these mile marker moments. You need to have these games where you finally get over humps. You you exercise some demons. And this has been our biggest demon since joining this conference. Again, we have had these guys on the ropes four times in seven tries. The other three were bad, but that's okay. But four times in seven tries and have not gotten it done once. The time is now. The time is now to get that one and then move on to whatever's next. Knock them down a peg or two. Knock ourselves up a peg or two. Keep this recruiting class intact. Get Scott Scott Satterfield a new contract. I mean, if he wins this game and wins one more, I think he absolutely is going to get an extension. And then let's see what we have moving forward. Let's, let's, Let's roll. Like, this is... I also I'll say this, and it makes me nervous because we've been in this position a couple of times. This is also Scott Satterfield's moment to like seize this snapshot in history and become kind of the man here locally, which is a crazy thing to say about a guy that five weeks ago everybody was ready to run out of town. But basketball, men's basketball, we know we know what it looks like right now. Even the most ardent of Kenny Payne supporters, their support is for what he's going to hopefully do in the future, not the present right now. Basketball is down. If Satterfield wins this game, maybe win beats Kentucky, Satterfield becomes like the dude at UofL. He goes from being the guy that everybody wanted to run out of town to like the mayor of Floyd Street. Like, And every time he's been in the spot, because he had that opportunity in in 2021 last year. He had the opportunity in the COVID season where basketball was slipping a little bit. People were mad at Chris Mack for some of the stuff that was going on. And every time he's had that chance to be like, hey, guys, love me up. I'm doing better than the, the guy over there at the KFC Yum Center. He has fallen kind of flat on his face. This is another opportunity for him to do that. Let's seize it, Scott. Win this game. Beat Tabo. Get over the hump. 502-414-1450 is the Thor and Sex line. Because it's their time. Their our time, time down there. Up there. Down here, it's our time. In South it's Carolina. our time down here. Maybe that's with a little bit more bass in his voice. A little bit more umph. I mean, that's, that's all I can picture when I'm hearing you give this dark speech. It's that field. It's Sean Austin. Aston. Come on. Aston, yeah. Five hey, you have to make out with the, the girl, okay? He did. 502 is the Thornton Sex line. Texture says, Mike hit it on the head earlier. South Carolina is a great family vacation destination, especially for beaches, but that's about it. Yeah, but you can get that. Any- First of all, I've never been to Hilton, so I don't know. Hilton. Well, they got other places other than Hilton. I've been to Charleston. I've been to, you know. Except great golf. Yes, he go. 
doesn't. I mean, you can get golf from anywhere else. Though. It doesn't get. It doesn't have a. It doesn't actually produce anything though. I mean, you can get beaches at, at many other places. You can get golf other places. What it is, it is mostly outside stuff, so like none of the things that you enjoy. South Carolina doesn't have much to offer you. I mean, it doesn't have it doesn't. It's pretty. They got cool beaches, great golf, weather's good. But it doesn't you produce, don't care about it. It doesn't produce anything. Well, they really produce something. Well, that's what I've asked. What is its, what is its number one agricultural? Winning football. <laughs> Not giving up the fort and glory. I mean, what the what what is their what is their biggest attribute? Oh boy. I mean, you know what it is. Just looked it up. Oh good. I know I don't. I'm curious. Is it porn? It's cotton. It's what? It's cotton. <laughs> well, of course it is. Even now. Even now. Of course it is. Even of course it is. Cotton, broiler meat, soybeans, oil seeds, and other products. I mean, that's why they're also known for the last state to hang on to the Confederate flag as well, I guess. It's a tough look for South Carolina right now. I mean, yeah. 15th largest state exporter of goods in 2018. The, the, what, huh? They're the 15th, 14th largest state exporter of goods. I guess it's because of the coast. I guess. Yeah, the ships and the coast. Oh, what do you know? The state's largest market is China. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. hmm. Interesting. I mean, why are we even like bother with that? Can we, can we just dissolve it and, and to make it just one, just make it Carolina? North Carolina's the better Carolina. I mean, obviously. Let's be real. I mean, there's, I, I just don't understand the point of West Virginia and South Carolina. Two states that just have no purpose. Texas says DJ Wagner is going to do the biggest hill turn in college basketball and commit to Louisville. It'll be better than Hulk Hogan turning to the NWO. What if he went to like Tennessee or something? Like, just some random. Is there a third school on the list? No. <laughs> if he did, if he were to commit to Louisville after everybody, including everybody at Louisville, thinks that it's a done deal Give for it Kentucky, up, yeah. it would be the funniest thing of all time. That'd be awesome. I mean, I, I would celebrate. Honestly, at that point, I wouldn't care what happens the rest of the basketball season. I'd be like, we had our moment. That was it. Yeah, we're going to get lose by a billion when we play UK in basketball. Who cares? The DJ Wagner thing was the funniest. I wouldn't even care if he's good here. I wouldn't care if he's a, a crap player next season. Just to have that moment would be the funniest GD thing that's ever happened. I think it did. Last, not I think it's the last week that it would be one of those, even if we beat Kentucky in basketball this year, that would be the thing you remember about the season. Is that yes. the DJ Wagner chose us at, at, over them at the press conference when everyone had just given up on our side that he's coming here and then everyone on UK side pretty much accepted that he was already. I mean, they've got uniforms already for him made up. I'd almost that rather that happen than like win the Maui Invitational. It'd be, it'd be too funny. I wonder which has a better chance of actually happening. Us win the Maui or him actually doing that? Very close. <laughs> I just I don't know about. I think I think we might have better odds of him actually doing it than us winning the Maui. <laughs> Texas says, "Would you rather the football or basketball team beat Kentucky this year, assuming the football team finishes the way we expect and the basketball team doesn't have a great year? Basketball would be funnier, but I, football has more to gain." Yeah, I just, I can't, if I had, football, if you, I, football's my answer. I don't want to say basketball just because I hate losing to my basketball so much. I do too. There's nothing that I hate more than, than losing to UK in basketball. Plus, I don't know if I can lose to my, ba- if I have the opportunity and I can be in basketball and it, it, I can shove the Kenny Payne one of those games video down the throat instead of having them sarcastically shove it down mine. Every- oh, don't get me wrong. It'd be, it would be the most wonderful of wonderful wins, but it would still, assuming the basketball team is bad like the, the the hypothetical proposes it would still be just like this this outline it'd be funny it wouldn't have a gigantic impact on the season we're assuming uk is probably gonna be pretty good this year the preseason top five and every, yeah, they're, every they poll. Are, they're gonna be good so it'd be hilarious but it wouldn't 
Like, it'd be a fluky thing. If we beat them in football, it has more value. And especially, you know, UK, it's been so long since they beat us in basketball. It's been, it was pre-COVID. It's been years. Football, we haven't beaten them since pre-COVID. I want to say that's going to be a basketball, what, like 96 or something like that, 95? I remember. It's been been like 17,000 days, I think. I want to say Citizen Kane had just come out. (laughs) That's right, because I remember like. Rosebud. It was all the talk in the lunchroom. It's all the, all the kids were talking about. It was like, what 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 is Rosebud? It's a sled. I just saved you two and a half hours. But what a better family got kids. Texas, did you say there was a new pod today? There was. It's out. Just uh, just to publish that. We uh, we tried to record it at normal times. Danny, uh, we just published it during this show. Yeah, because I had to. <laughs> what? The we got done recording right before I had to leave. So Danny got home from a work trip last night. Came home to a flat tire in his car at the airport. Oh, so we had to get the tire fixed this afternoon. Uh, he, the tire place, like it's gonna be like four hours, and so he couldn't go home. His his mother-in-law was watching all the kids there, so he went to a Home Depot <laughs> to try to record the show with me on his phone. And I'm doing like my impassioned, I'm doing like my impassioned Bellarmine plea that I started yesterday's show with. I'm like, you know, you can be a supporter of Kenny Payne and be optimistic about. It. And in the background, there's this forklift. It's like. Yeah, price check on aisle four lumber. And price I, check I, aisle four lumber. I finally had to be like, Dave's like, I'm walking around this place with a backpack looking for an outlet because I'm worried my phone's going to die. Every employee here is like asking me if I need help. Um, so finally, like, like seven minutes in, I'm like, we, we can't do this. Like, we can't use this. His connection was bad. The forklift wouldn't stop going. So I, we had to record it at like two o'clock. Okay. <laughs> this could be just a really stupid question, but if you're going to do that and you're Danny, your podcast, Trevor. You're, you're, making, you're giving the podcast Trevor name a bad rap here, Danny, buddy. It of actually all, sounds like something you would do. Of all, no, I would have gone to a bookstore. Well, no, he had, he had to walk. He, there are only a limited amount of things. They had to walk to something within walking distance of the tire place. Well, couldn't he just stay at the tire place? No, he said it was packed in there. He's like It was like a small waiting room. I mean, couldn't like he just sit outside somewhere? No. It would, I mean, he's next to a main road. Home Depot was the safest option and still was not a safe option. So we had to record it very quickly before I left here, and I couldn't get it published until I actually got to the studio. Oh, the uh, the, the Boise guys texted in. Really? Is he is he is he excited that I I finally found a state I liked I, I like less than is? No, he's making. This is actually a really like kind of intellectual cut down. I'm actually Ooh. kind of impressed by his. His ability to cut to the core of us. This is. I will be. It, it's kind of a thinker text. You may have to like sound it out and really, really think about what he's saying here. Ha 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 ha! You Louisville lost to Bellarmine. Now Clemson's gonna whoop you sucky cards. Kind of highbrow. I mean Winston Churchill. I didn't know lived in Boise. Highbrow for Idaho guy. Hot. Read it one more time. Ha 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 ha! You Louisville lost to Bellarmine. Now Clemson's gonna whoop you sucky cards. I mean. I know Boise State's basketball program is very well-renowned. I don't fully get it, but I understand the big point that he's making. Last time we did, last time we played Boise in basketball, we beat them, too, if I'm not mistaken. We beat them, we've beaten them in the NCAA tournament we beat twice. Them, we beat them in the tournament that we lost to Tennessee. Uh, we lost to North Carolina Elite Eight. Correct. Mm-hmm. And we also beat them in the tournament first game of the, the run, we lost to Arizona in 16. Okay. Yeah, so we have been in the tournament. You name how many players can I can only name two. I went to Boise anyway. Um <laughs> yeah, thanks, Boise guy. Congratulations. I Suck guess. it. I mean, are you just that? Are you? Are you? Are you, just, you? You realize that your team is that sucky that you just you just can't hold on to it anymore. You just have to just keep lashing out. 
I like how he has given up making fun of Kentucky to us as if that mattered. He finally, finally dropped UK. I mean, I told him. I was like, dude, why are you insulting? What do you think of are you insulting UK to us? Is, is hurting us in any way? Texas says, South Carolina sucks. I live here not by choice. I'm leaving, <laughs> I'm leaving whenever I get the first opportunity. I mean, that kind of goes against your it's least beautiful place to be, right? Oh, I wouldn't want to live there. I, mean, <laughs> I would not want to live there. I've only been there twice, so I, I can't really talk too much about it. Like I said, I've only been there once, twice, though. Same picture says, we export more peaches than Georgia, actually, so we're known for that. But then you just, don't you just take them from Georgia? No, it's theirs. That would be that would be exporting peaches from Georgia and then re-exporting them. <laughs> Isn't that what he's saying they do? No. He says, we export more peaches than Georgia, so we're known for that. I disagree. Well, it's not something you can disagree with. I, I want proof. It's a fact. And why is Georgia known as the peach state and South Carolina is known as the state? Why is, uh, you know, the, what's the Michigan's the land of a thousand lakes when they don't actually have the most lakes? Well, no, but they have they, they have five great lakes. Yeah, but they have a lot of lakes, don't they? they no, not, not as many. No, Minnesota is the one that's the land of a thousand lakes. Okay, so you can't. But Michigan's get, the one that you has couldn't the even most. get the damn state right. Right, but I'm saying the same point still stands. Michigan's the one that has the most. Okay, well they probably share a lot of them, don't they? Yeah, it's just a you know, congrats, you're the peach state. They don't actually have the most peaches. <laughs> Texas Charleston has shipping ports. Well, I believe that. Yeah, I've been to Charleston. Charleston's that was cool. Cool thing about Charleston, if you do, you get into like to the history stuff and ghost ghost history stuff, that's a pretty cool place to go. Texas says the funniest part is Darius Rucker's a Gamecocks fan. Yeah, all we established are. that. Almost all the videos I'm watching, they're they're wearing like South Carolina shirts and stuff. Texas, what's more likely this weekend? We go two and zero, or we go zero and two? More likely? Yeah, probably zero and two. I think so too. I mean, I don't want to say it out loud, but yeah, uh, yeah, I, I will. Cause <laughs> I mean, that's the most likely, but it doesn't mean I don't have confidence, baby. Texas says random comment, but Patrick is a great addition to the show. Keep him around if you can. We can at least for the rest of this year, That's and then he'll go to college. Gotta be Kim Ryan's phone <laughs> or Trace. No, I, Patrick does. We enjoy Patrick we very do. much. Um, also, I had a really nice message from somebody who was on Twitter DM me. I want to get, get his name right because he like sent this whole thing about how he listens to the show every day. Um, let you know I, I grew up listening to you on the radio, which makes me feel really old. Yeah, um, but it's, it was it was a very very nice message. We appreciate you. Sam. Love you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sam. Even though it was to him and not me. But it's okay. Texas, is there a chance that Neely has to resign from Penn State? Sounds like it. Is she just because of the whole controversy with the... Proud Boys. Proud Boys stuff? Yeah, she's under some heat there, for sure. I mean, that was just the... I mean, okay. Texas says... No response wasn't exactly the best, but I mean, okay. Texas, Trevor, they could still play Clemson in the ACC championship game moving forward every year. Well, there you go. Thank you for giving me a positive twist with me, Texas. I like the setup. I, I like that they. I like. I like that they, moving they, to the big division and getting rid of the double divisions. I, I I don't like not having Clemson, but I like the fact that Texas reminded me that we'll just meet them in the ACC title game. That's positive. I like the positive pat on my back. Thank you, Texas. Texas TK enjoy the hush puppies. I don't know what that means. <laughs> do they have hush puppies in South Carolina? I'm sure they do. And I like hush puppies. Do you like hush puppies? Love hush puppies. Yeah, so do I. Texas, for the fans going to the game, if we win, can we storm the field and just say that we're meeting at the ball? Oh, if you're a Louisville fan that's at that game, I'm, get your ass on the field. I mean, how many are we going to have there? A couple hundred, maybe? Both times I've been there, both, all the students, all the visiting sessions have been filled. They have three visiting sections. Was that like three, four hundred people, maybe? I'd say more than that. Okay. I think you'll have at least a couple thousand there. Okay, wow. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, um, I hope so. 
there's like a low section of level fans for like the the rich boosters to like get like the and that's a small section and then they put you i know every well, we always, don't do this. We we at least give the visiting section is like in the lower level. But the Clemson visiting sections, they're at the very top of the the two ends of the side of the stadium, and then one of the tops of the other end of the stadium. It's usually always at the end zone, not not facing the not not at the back yeah. end zone, but the side of the end zone going up. It's, it's not. Trust me, as someone who sat at the in the second from top row twice at those games, it's not a great view. Yeah, but it's a hell of a it's it's a hell of a stadium for sure. Like if you picture a, a, every 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 stadium as a horseshoe, it's always the very end of that horse. It's always the very end of the horseshoe. One of the horseshoe. Yeah, it's just on the end because they don't yeah. they don't come around at all. They're two open areas. But I kind of miss about the open ended, like going to Commonwealth and to, at Papa John's was the kind of cool, especially when you go to UK games back in the day, and it would just be you know blue gray, you kind of spurring around, and you get to that one end, and that one little line going down was pure orange or pure red, you know yeah. whatever. It was always filled. It was always kind of cool, especially as a little fan of the UK game to see that. We, I mean, if you're going to the Clemson game, the coolest thing about it, they know how to do the tailgating stuff. And I don't mean, like, the the fans. I mean, the organization that they have for the different tailgating lots. Like, they get you in. They get you out. You know, you, you can walk. The, the walk to the stadium is beautiful. They have a little lake right there uh, in most of the tailgating spots. It's it's, it's definitely a cool scene for sure. Um, but it's a college town. They're still the worst people in the world. So. <laughs> And they hot in their city and state offers nothing. Texas, if we're going to the game, are we meeting at the Paul on Saturday? Yeah. yeah. I might go to, I might drive to Cardinal Stadium and storm our field if we win. <laughs> Made it the beak. Made it the beak. If any Mike Rutherford show fans want to go, we're going to the stadium. We're meeting the beak, 730. Meet me there. Uh, Texas, it also depends on how the game itself goes. If it ends up with some epic last-second win, it could vault up there in the best wins in program history list. Oh, for sure. I mean, honestly, it could change. We, just, we we definitely, I mean, we do the thing when we rank best wins of all time. The history that the, the transpires between the time the game is won and where we are at that point in time certainly changes the view of it and, and the ranking. But some of the top games we knew, I think, at the time, like you knew going playing in the Fiesta Bowl against, uh, against Alabama where that ranked in the program's history and beating Florida State and... I mean, I guess right, but I'm saying like Miami in 06, when they were nationally ranked and they, you know, they were still the U and all that stuff, and we beat them down. If that team had gone on to be like 10 and 2 and won the ACC, or I guess Big East at the time, we probably would view that a little bit differently. It was still a significant win, but that Miami team ended up going 6 and 6. Yeah, it, it didn't held the same cliche as the cachet as we had if we had Kerry Rhodes had held on to the one two years earlier. Oh, my God. Why? Why? Because that, cause that, Miami, that, that Miami team ended up with one loss, didn't it, I think? They were great. And at the time, they were number three in the country. Yeah, I think point. they only had one or two losses when it was all said and done. They were still very good, for sure. Uh, we got to go to break before we do. Reminding you, if you have financial needs, only one place to go. It's our guys over at First Bankers Trust. Visit them online at firstbankerstrust.com. Their experienced portfolio management team provides in-depth insights into their investment philosophy, the economy, and relevant industry trends. If you're interested in learning more, again, go to firstbankerstrust.com. Beating Clemson, beating Wright State, beating Uwe Pui, making money, making the most out of that money. It all starts with one word, folks. That word is trust, First Bankers Trust. FirstBankersTrust.com. We'll take a break. We'll come back. More of your text, more Clemson talk, more Wright State talk coming up on the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 The Big X. 
back in Friday edition Mike Rutherford show here from the UofL College Business Studios on 1450 and 961 the Big X looking forward to a nice little distraction tonight Trev we've got uh, oh, yeah. we're going to see our, our boy Nate Bergasi is that the uh, connection for the arts tonight? oh that's right you're going to that tonight aren't you and I was is it it was two shows it was last night and tonight yeah I think I think that's right I know actually I don't know if it's last night and tonight or if it's tonight and tomorrow I remember, yeah, I remember seeing it. I remember when it came out that there were Friday tickets, and I was like, I'm gobbling those bad boys up back in May. I, uh, as you know, I watched one of his stand-ups on Netflix uh-huh. about a month ago, and therefore I see his ads on Net- on Facebook everywhere. That's now. how it works. And uh, yeah, I saw that. And I sent that to you. I, I knew I knew that you had to have known about it by when I sent you that like link to it or something. Yeah, this would be the I think the, I guess the third time, fourth time we've seen him. Wow. Um, we we did the drive-in show when he came because he's got family here, so he, whenever he has a tour, he always stops by Louisville. Uh, we huh. did the drive-in show during COVID. I uh, saw him at the Palace. Um, and then Palace the, is a cool place. One time, his dad opened for him, which was cool. His dad's a magician, which he references in his stand-up. Yeah. And he's like, he's uh, he's actually awesome. So it was very, very cool to he, see him do that. You told me this, I believe, yeah. at one point. Now, wh- wh- where is it again? Where's tonight's show? Center for the Arts tonight, downtown, okay. uh, which will be fun. I'm, I'm excited about it. But the only thing that makes me a little bit nervous is, so we also saw, I, I feel like I see comedians whenever something's going horribly wrong in my sports life. We saw John Mulaney on a Friday at the Palace back, like, the day that Patino and Jurich were officially, like, let go. We're gone. And I was like, take away my pain, Mulaney. And we get there, and his opening act— It's a good tagline for a show. His his opening act and him both referenced the stripper scandal in, like, the first five minutes they were on stage. (laughs) So I'm just waiting for Bergazzi to drop, like, a Bellman reference tonight that just makes me cry. I'm like, this is supposed to be my safe space, Nate. Don't don't do this. We don't need Bellman talk. We don't need basketball talk. No hookers talk. Just leave it alone. He's a sports guy. He's a big Vandy fan. Yeah. So just keep the material the material. We... Don't you know? Don't ad lib. You you want to you want to hear about you know the the time with the wife and the iced coffee with milk. And I, <laughs> leave sports out of it unless it's something funny about Vandy. What was the one? I saw the clip of him the other day where he did the skit of talking about how he's lack of intelligence and something about like people. He asked somebody somebody's name. They're like John Doe. He goes. It was twenty five years later. I thought they might have been screwing with me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what do you ask them what their names were? And he goes, John and Jane Doe. He was like, oh, nice to meet you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's he. Both, every time I've seen him, I've had a great time. I'm excited yeah, about I looked tonight. it up and like they all they died numerous times. Yeah, uh, we also have some a little bit of negative football news to get to. What time is that show, by the way? Uh, seven. So I'm going like right home, scooping up Mary and Hello, heading down there. Okay, yeah. good, good. Um, and usually, you know, the opening acts, I think he'll have, he's had two both times I've seen him. So I assume he'll have two again tonight. Have It'll you, take a little bit of time. And I, don't, I, don't, I know you got some full stuff, but just to get, before we don't have to go back to it, have you seen a lot of stand up comics in person? You, you named two just now. I've seen Mulaney multiple times. I've seen Bergazzi multiple times. I've seen Dave Chappelle multiple times. I've seen Jerry Seinfeld once. Okay. Um, I feel like I'm like just so minor. I've only seen two st- comics live. I like stand up a lot. I do too. That's the thing. But I've and I mean I may have you beaten concerts over our time. Oh, for sure. I don't. I don't go to a lot. Of yeah, and I, and I don't as much as I used to. But I had that 
running the nineties and early two thousands where I was going I mean I went to I spent the whole summer two years in a row at Deer Creek. But um yeah, stand up stuff I've only seen two stand up shows ever and each one individually once. And I don't know if I could get I think I might be able to put two hundred dollars out there and see anybody can name them. Ooh. Are they like are they known names? Uh, yeah, they're known. I mean Jim Gaffigan? No. They're not relevant currently. Oh, okay. I should have why, why did I not know? <laughs> One was an SNL member, though. Uh, Jerry, Jim Brewer. No, it's a good guess, though. That's, not, that's right up my alley, wouldn't it? I'm thinking of that time. Just, I, I just have, tell me. I, well, the, the SNL member I have I have said on the air, that I've admitted to going to see, and that was David Spade. Okay. That was Because I was I was dating a girl that went to IU. I he do showed, remember you saying that. Now. He showed up to Bloomington. She bought us the tickets. We went to it. The other one? Carrot Top. Oh, no. Yes, I saw Carrot Top at the Palace in 96, 95. It was in that 95, 96, 97 area. Loved it. It was hilarious. Kind you, ever of, been, you ever been to a Carrot Top show? I have not. Oh, I mean, at the time, it was great. I mean, it was... Kind know. of in that same realm, Gallagher died today. No. R.I.P. to Gallagher. I didn't know that. Smashing fruit. I mean, what Carrot Top's career died like 25 years ago. But... His career, yeah. Yeah. Strongly the Norm MacDonald... <laughs> Uh, the was it the, uh, the Tonight Show where he's talking he's he's on the couch with somebody he's like they did the thing where they kept Norm around for the interview for the next person yeah and she's like I'm doing a movie with Carrot Top he's like oh Carrot Top I know him better as his from his real name Box Office Poison <laughs> he only did one movie and he just like kept going on about it it was very awkward but very funny he did the, what was the movie he did the, uh, uh, Chairman of the Board I, that's the movie yeah, <laughs> yeah that this woman was promoting the yeah. actress was promoting five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton sex line yeah save. Ease the pain tonight, Nate. We, we, I need you. I need you now more than ever. Should be good. Be a good time to start. You, you know what? I, I think I feel like it's the sign of an omen of a really good weekend for you. I hope so. Because you've got you've got him tonight, and you've got uh, you've got tomorrow. You've got a whole afternoon to watch sports, basketball, and football. I do. Then you get to go to a, a birthday. You have to go to a kid's birthday party, but you're going late, so therefore it'll be over quick. It's not really a kid's birthday. It's my my nephew's 15 now. Say, so, well, he's 15. Yeah. Oh, no wonder you're showing up late. Yeah. Um, He'll be, yeah, they don't, they don't need me there anymore. <laughs> pointless age anyway. They're cool. Yeah. I mean, he probably doesn't even want to be there at 15. Yeah. So then you got that in Sunday. What do you got going on Sunday? We have something going on, and I can't remember what it is. Mary's listening right now, like screaming, whatever it is. Like, <laughs> I've got no short term memory. Well, obviously, anymore. Obviously, I know we have something going it's on. It's not watching the Lions play, unfortunately. No, definitely or not. Maybe not, fortunately. But the Lions could get a win. I think this could be a good. This might be the sign of a good weekend for you and I as well. I need a good weekend because, as previously mentioned, Mary's out of town Monday through Thursday for a work. Oh trip. yeah, you're do yeah you're doing you're doing great. Bl- this could be like your three little three day uh, Mardi Gras before you have to give up, you know, life. Next for week, a week is rough. Yeah, I mean, I, this is sandwiched between the cardiac MRI yesterday and then Mary being out of town and me being alone with the kids for four days. I need this three day stretch yeah. to be good. I, I need a good night tonight. I need a good. Sports day tomorrow. I'm feeling good about it. Whatever that. we're doing on Sunday needs, needs to be good. I can't remember what it is. <laughs> can't be that. Bad. I need that to be positive. As long as she remembers, does it really matter if you do? Yeah, I mean, you'd think. Like, I, I used <laughs> to have such a good memory. I cannot remember anything these days. It's it's awful. It's, it's a problem. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say there's something to blame, but it's not. <laughs> no, there is. It's, it's the long COVID, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it's it's bad. It's it's annoying. Trust me, I can't. The word finding sucks. The the, the short term memory going away is, is really frustrating. You're okay on Wordle? Uh, yeah, still. That that's fine. That's Wordle's not hard. I'm still I'm still hovering at 83. percent I am ready for the mind stuff to come back because every now and then we get a text that somebody will ask how I'm doing, and I usually avoid it because I don't want to talk about it on the show. But a lot of stuff is getting better. The the mental stuff is not getting better. I'm hoping it that that maybe with all the physical stuff, 
improving, that's just the last thing. That's the way I'm choosing to view it. And like, can't wait for the MRI to show like your heart's in, like inflamed now. In two two weeks, it's like your heart's actually terrible. You're not getting physically better at all. <laughs> Thanks for the two week wait. Texas says if Scott wins uh, two out of these next three, he's riding a horse in the Derby for sure. Scott would do like yeah. I mean he if he goes eight and four, with two wins over, I mean he would have a, a Wake Forest team that was top ten at the time, a Clemson team that you think. Would still be top, even if we beat them top twenty at the top end of the 10, year. Top twenty. It's the fact NC State and Kentucky. Clemson NC State today. and Kentucky have spent most of the season ranked. If you yeah. have three wins out of that quartet, that's a hell of a year, and every Louisville fan will be excited about the future. Oh yeah, well, especially with the recruiting class if, if it stays like seventy five percent intact. DeAndre Moore's at Texas today, visiting. It's not gonna matter when we when we went out the season. He's like. I I can't turn down. I mean, if, if Scott's O is anything as impressive as his D's, then I'm going. All I know is we're getting. I feel confident about us getting Ruben Owens. I I don't know what DeAndre Moore is going to do. I think Pierce Clarkson's is good. I feel good about Ruben Owens based on what I've heard. Just good because Owens is probably the one most impactful. He's the best player in the class. Yeah. I think the core of the class I think is going to stay together regardless, which is good. I'm curious about the grad transfer quarterback position because I just don't think Pierce Clarkson's going to be playing his freshman year. He's so small. I just I worry about him being able to play his freshman year. Yeah, he, I, I could be wrong. But I just I, I have been in the past. It happens occasionally, but I just don't know if he can. I just don't know if he's ready to. I mean, he seems like he needs to be redshirting a freshman year. I'm with you. Texas K Mag on the pole emergency pod. Oh, Kevin Magnuson on the pole in the Sao Paulo Grand Prix. That's huge. I have no idea what you just said. Yeah, Kevin Magnuson in the uh, the Formula One race. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. That's nuts. I should have got that when you said on the pole. But then again, I thought maybe somebody did something recruiting-wise. Yeah, it could be. You never know around here. <laughs> yeah, you say a phrase. It means so much in so many ways. By the way, I'm just seeing now that like this South Carolina guy has texted in like 17 times. Is he pissed? <laughs> it's all Casino Powell joke. And then just now, Mike, I've got a cure for your Oh, really? Your... That's the best. Mike, I've got a cure for your illness now if you lick my beehole. hole That's kind of funny. But, I mean. It's better, than, it's better than his other text. Yeah, come on. Casino Powell. Seriously, low-hanging fruit. I'm also kind of thinking that this is just a UK fan. I don't think this is a South Carolina fan. That sounds like it. South Carolina fans, I would like to think, could come up with something better. Yeah, he's not. it's not good. I mean, at least, at least like, throw some PJ Dozier in my face. Yeah. Uh, Texas, what's the latest on Deuce Robinson? Do we still have a shot to get him? I have heard no. That, that's apparently not. I think Deuce Robinson was seen as a USC lean before we got involved. We were kind of a flash-in-the-pan type deal. My understanding is Deuce Robinson's probably... Going to end up going to South uh, to to USC, the real USC. That was that remind me if I'm wrong. That was that the one that wanted to play baseball and football. Correct. He's the okay. number one tight end in America. Tight end, borderline wide receivers type. Right, yeah, number yeah. twenty one overall player in the class, five star guy. But he um, looks like we're not getting him. Yeah. Okay. It sucks. Yeah, it does. But it's okay. You can't get everybody. You can never get a deuce here. Uh, Texas, what's the back football news? Trevor cut you off as usual. Uh, it was I was getting to DeAndre Moore is visiting Texas uh, oh, okay. officially on uh, on a visit this weekend. This is after he was at Georgia last weekend. So, but I mean, he said he planned on visiting those two schools. That's fine. Um, I I don't feel confident about him right now. Just when there's usually this much smoke, something winds up happening. But the other guys seem to be holding true, which makes me feel good. But he's clearly flirting with those schools. And for the record, I think my distraction. Runoff there was better than that news. Uh, I didn't want to hear that news. Just, I wasn't aware that Thoreau was from Boise. I wasn't either till just now. Who? Henry David Thoreau. I'm actually I'm making sure that that's accurate. Henry who? Henry David Thoreau. 
Am I supposed to know who that is? Yeah. Very famous writer, naturist. Wrote, I was going to say Walden, but that's, yeah, that, he did write Walden. Walden, the T, like the Walden's, the TV show? Yes, Trevor, that's what he wrote. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, how was, what am I supposed to say? What do you think I'm going to know a guy that does a nature book for? Because right, you went to school at some point in your life. <laughs> Again, the assumptions you should not be making. He, Thoreau was not from Boise. He was born in, in Massachusetts and died in Massachusetts. I was trying to do the math. I'm like, there's no way. He was, maybe he lived at Boise at some point in his life, but he was born and died in Concord, Massachusetts. Still never heard of him. That's fine. I, there's no reference to Boise on Wikipedia, so I'm, <laughs> I'm not... Uh, I'm not Unless that was a reference to a different throw. I wonder who the most famous person from Boise is. Chris Peterson. <laughs> Chris Childs. Peterson, every time that I hear Boise, I have Curly from the Three Stooges saying in my head, Ah, Boise. The same thing with Moises Alou. <laughs> Moises. <laughs> Texas, would you take the football team going 4-0, and including a big bowl win, or DJ Wagner committing to Louisville over Kentucky? What was the trade DJ Wagner for what? A, a, a UK bolt, a win? No, four and zero for the football team from now, which would include a big bowl, bowl victory. Win, yeah, okay. Or DJ Wagner committing to Louisville over UK. Oh man, why must these people give me Sophie's choice? I'll take the wins in football. Same. The Wagner thing would be incredible because you don't know the Wagner thing. He can come out here and be a bust. Hey. Incredible, it'd be good for the basketball program long term, but I've got to go with the the guarantee, which is four wins. I mean, you would beat UK, Clemson, NC State, and then theoretically a very good team in a bowl game. That would be we, this would be a ten win season at that point. That's huge. It would change everything. I'm going with the yeah the football wins. By the way, the, the most prominent name I see on the list of people from Boise, and this is perfect, is Bill Buckner. Ooh, <laughs> that's the first name they popped in my that I noticed. Texas says we're meeting at the beak, Frank the the Frank the Tank style. If we win, going streaking. I'm saying if we win, I want yeah, everybody at Cardinal Stadium show up. <laughs> Think KFC still open? <laughs> Texas said Trevor could get some insight into Charleston by watching Southern Charm on Bravo. It's a delightful train wreck of a reality show. I said at the beginning of the show, it's the only reality show that I watch. I don't watch reality TV. I it's only one that I watch. I can't get enough though. I hate everybody on it. I still watch it every week. That's Craig. Craig's, Craig's funny. I've, I've said it once. I'll say it again. I do. It, it's just it's amateur entertainment. Cause it's it's. I don't watch reality TV. The only the only thing amateur I watch is porn. You just you so highbrow. Yeah. What were the movies you watched last night again? Uh, I watched uh, Blast from the Past <laughs> and The Rock. <laughs> the Blast from the Past, a '90s movie where Christopher Walken and Cecil Spacek think the uh, they're about to drop a bomb. From Cuba in Pasadena, and so they go underground, and she gives birth to her son Brandon Fraser, and he he spends his first thirty five years living in a bomb shelter underneath a uh, porn shop in the uh, valley. Thank God you bring the culture here. And then he comes back. One up, of us has and to. And then he comes back up, and he realizes he's a millionaire because he has these stocks from like all these stocks from the fifties and these baseball cards and stuff. Oh. So it's got Alicia Silverstone in it. I remember. <laughs> I never watched it, but I remember being in the movie. <laughs> Not very good movie. Texas says, I listened to Tyus and so Tate. Desperate. I listened to the Tyus and Tate podcast today, and they spent five minutes discussing how to pronounce Bellarmine, and I have never been more agitated. I'll let them know about it. I'll let Mark know about how it. How do you not understand how to spell or pronounce? To pronounce. 
It's Bellerman. How's there any question? Because it reads like everybody says Bellarmine. Like everybody last year, M I N E, they, they read it, they say Bellarmine. Now, the spelling, like, because I think when we were, because, you know, we work with Bellerman. And one of the emails I sent, I accidentally put like ER. A lot of people do it. And I just didn't even, I knew, I, I know, I just, and they responded, we're like, everything looks great. By the way, it's AR. I'm like, yeah. thank you. I'm my bad. Ty told a story <laughs> one time because he was, they were talking about the Lenore Ryan loss a few weeks ago. And he's like, that's a bad D2 team. He's like, when I was at Ohio State, we lost to Finley, which was the like the reigning D2 national champions. And it still was so embarrassing that our coach wrote the word Finley up on our whiteboard in our locker room and encircled it and said it's going to stay up here for the rest of the season to remind you guys of what happened. And he said the only problem was he misspelled Finley. Yeah. It, it was like, it's A-Y, and he put E-Y. He's like, every time I walked in the locker room, I was just like, I wanted to like take the little eraser and just be like, just he's like, it's driving me crazy. But at the same time, I also would definitely get kicked off the team if I did that. When did he play at Ohio State? He was there. His I think his first season was the 0-17 that lost the national title game. Oh, okay. So he was there, I think, 07 through like um, 2010. Okay. I think his last game was when they lost to UK in 2011, actually, when they were the number one overall seed. And I remember he was he was he got food poisoning and was sick in his, in his hotel room throwing up. That's, Couldn't that's, even be on the bench for the game. Like it's a, it's a rough way to go out. I think Finley's in Ohio, aren't they? Yeah. I thought. Uh, yeah. I mean, like every school, they, most schools will play exhibition games against the yeah, yeah. lower level schools from the state, or or in the area vicinity, yeah. or past teammates that come in here and kick your ass by 10. <laughs> Texas says, why Trevor went to the woods, a timeless work of literature. Why would I go to the woods? It's a Thoreau reference that you're not going to. Is that the name of his book? When I wrote these words, or at least the bulk of them. Yeah, Walden, he went. He basically went to the woods and like lived amongst nature and then wrote about it. What was he, Jane Goodall? I mean, what, 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 who cares? It was in the 1800s. I actually really like Walden. It's one thing that I, I I couldn't tell you. I remember I read it in high school, but I remember like, even at, like being like a 16 year old snotty, like everything sucks. I was like, this is pretty cool. I remember getting into it. I've literally never heard of it. I have to go look it up. Texture says uh, the movie Why Trevor Went in the Woods, starring John Boy and Scott Bayo. <laughs> Why Scott Bayo in the movie? Who knows? <laughs> Texas, I don't know how I'm both surprised and not surprised that Trevor doesn't know who Thoreau is. I still, I, it doesn't even ring a bell. Texas, someone, I'm not that illiterately ignorant. Am I? I mean, I know I'm not like, you know, I'm not walking around like, you know, Bill Shakespeare or anything over here, but I mean, I'm just. Is that Bill Shakespeare <laughs> over there? I, just, I mean, I know, I know, I know like novice writing trivia, right? I mean, I, I can, but I've never heard of the guy. You're not inspiring confidence with this. <laughs> I mean, it's like you name other like famous writer. Like I can, a lot of times I can like somehow connect the dots in some way. And talk to Jane Goodall for God's sake. Give me some props. Texas says on Arby's Pond, a treatise on stuff by TK. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, uh, Texture says I think Sat goes winless in these last three. Well, that would be thank you for thanks. bringing the mood back. Yeah, well, yeah, really. Thanks for pooping in our roast beef. Out of all the, the positives of beating Clemson, and there are a myriad of them, one of the biggest to me would be avoiding, like, immediately putting to bed that possibility of, of dropping these last three and getting right back to the peak awkwardness that we all feared going into the season, right? We've, we've established if you lose, if you lose out, I think that he still keeps his job at 6-6, six and six, but you lose the fan base that now is firmly in your corner or wants to be firmly in your corner at this point in time. If you win one, 
I think you're okay. It's not going to be the greatest season of all time. People will still harbor doubts. But going 7-5 and five is what we asked you to do. You will have had a couple of really quality victories in that in that seven wins, you'll have a chance to play in a decent bowl game and hopefully keep the momentum going into the next season. And the recruiting class, as long as you sign them, people are going to be excited. If you lose out, I think it changes things. If you beat Clemson, put to bed that doubt, eliminate the possibility, you win the, what looks to be the most difficult game out of these three, and then you're, I don't want to say you're playing with house money against NC State and Kentucky, but you kind of are. Like you, You've already avoided disaster scenario, which is six and six. Gotta be big. I mean, it's this is as this is as excited as I've been for a football game in a long time. Yeah, I'm trying to think where I'd be matched. Maybe, I mean, yeah, I, was, I guess I was somewhat pumped for last year's Clemson game, maybe, but not to this. I was level. pumped, but it was just because I wanted to beat Clemson. Like we yeah. were, they weren't that as good as they usually are, and we already it was kind of a lost year for us. You know, you don't want to hear this, but I was probably maybe most excited I was going into the UK game. I was excited for the UK game too. That's, that's yeah, it's and fair. It turned out really, really, really bad. Yeah, I've kind of I think I've repressed that memory. Yeah. <laughs> Texas says Trevor, you're awesome. Thank you. Texas says Gorilla in the Woods, another Trevor classic. Bill Shakespeare, <laughs> male prostitute. Texas says, quote, Trevor, I'm not that illiterally. <laughs> hey, I did I, I may not have read ninety nine point nine percent of the books that I can name. I can still name some books, or at least get within like the the right area of like the name of it. Name a book right now. First thing that comes to your mind. Uh, uh the, 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 the Gorillas in the Mist. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a break. We'll come back. Five o'clock hours on the way. What was the one in the the uh, the, the uh, uh, book in Kansas about the murders? What? In Cold Blood. Yeah, there you go. You made me name a book for you. I told you I'd get in the area. I didn't tell you I could name the actual book. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Of the book, right? Five o'clock hour is on the way. Uh, we're going to have our pick segment coming up at about, we'll do it a little bit earlier than usual because we got to get out here at 545 today. <laughs> so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll share final thoughts on Wright State and Clemson, get to our pick segment, and then make our picks for the weekend. It's all coming your way after the break here on 1450 and 961, The Big X. We admit stuff on the show. We're an open book. We don't try to hold back. Even if we don't read it. Even if we don't read it or know the title. <laughs> For the longest time when I heard this song, and I I watched the music video a bunch. I know Dan Marino was on there. Yeah, you got uh, Walt Williams, the great callback on here. All the sports references are there. When he said, I'm such a baby because the, uh, the Dolphins make me cry. For the longest time, I thought he was saying because a dolphin made me cry, and it was like he saw a dolphin at the zoo, was like so overwhelmed, he started tearing up. I never put two and two together, but he was like just a big Dolphins fan, and I don't know how is that dumb for so long. 
<laughs> it's bad. Like, they show you Dan Marino in the video. Yeah, There's no way around it. Yeah. Like, while he says the dog, I, I was like, oh my god. And then, w- one day it just kind of clicked. I'm like, I'm I'm an idiot. You think he was? I'm not like, a smart like, man. Like, what do you like free Willy? He's like, like Flipper. I'm such Flipper a baby because a dolphin made me cry. I was like, well, that's yeah. He tells you. He's not trying to hide it. I love the basketball throw here. You've got you've got Alonzo Mourning. You've got Walt Williams. There's a throwback for the '90s kids out there. The wizard Walt Williams. Uh, Alex English is in the video, Jeez. which is a, which is obviously a shout out to South Carolina. There you go. Uh, him being uh, one of the more famous Gamecocks, well, better scores of the eighties as go well. Cox. Um, so yeah, this is this nice little. This is a cool video. How about this? On, this so, is a song that Ted makes fun of. He's like A I O U. I like the song though. It's, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's it's a catchy nineties song. It is. Can't beat it. It is what it is. Embrace it for what it is. Exactly. I, on the text line right now, because people are still reacting to the. <laughs> The literature conversation at the end of hour number two. I was mad ahead during the break. I'm naming books. Back to back texts say one, Trevor's so awesome. Two, I'm serious when I say Trevor's awesome. He's genuine <laughs> and one of the most refreshing, funny, and interesting radio personalities on the air. Your show is so entertaining because you both are the best. Look at that. Thank you. Please be a woman. Please be a woman. Please be a woman. And then the text right after that says Trevor's really one of those people that brags about reading books and is proud of it, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> I told you, I haven't finished a book, and I just, I, I one, I probably have like ADHD or something because I just like when I would take tests, especially or read, I have to read something like three or four times where I can like just, I just get lost in reading. It may also be the drugs. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Oh, that's a possibility too. It happens. I have contemplated that. Texas Mike, your girlish <laughs> little chuckle gets me every time, and I can't help. It. <laughs> When I, get, when I think something's really funny, I do the the girl oh, I, snor- I do the snort. I can't help it. I've snorted. You do snort time. a lot. I do. When you, when you think something's really when, funny. When you really grab me and out of nowhere, especially, I will snort. I get a snort. Texas says, I literally spat soda all over my car when Trevor had a stroke trying to think of a book. <laughs> and I got pissed because it's a brass. Like, okay. I, we can go John Grisham. Like, you started, you started you're really Jurassic Park, of Grisham. the client. Even though Grisham didn't do that, was Michael Creighton. See, I knew who Michael Creighton is. Uh... Uh, it was a time before uh, time to kill the client. I said that one already. Pelican brief. So he knows books, yes. Tom Clancy books and like the Patriot and something else was a movie that has Harrison say, Ford you, in it. Can you name a book that hasn't been turned into a movie? Well, now you're just being because <laughs> you started the one book that you named without naming was In Cold Blood, which also was turned into. It a It was movie. technically well, sort of. The movie was based on Capote more than just the movie. Yeah, but it was based, it on, was based on the his writing process. of the movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, same with Capote. I love I love Richard Seymour Hoffman. I love Seymour Hoffman. R.I.P. Yeah, he's so great. He's he was. Great. I mean, if you've ever seen footage of, of Truman Capote, like he was born to play that role. Like he nails the voice, nails the manners. It's unbelievable how good he he's was. He's actually a small cameo in uh, the movie Annie Hall. Philip Seymour Hoffman or Truman Capote? Truman Capote. There's a scene in Annie Hall where they're they're sitting in the in the um, in the park and they're kind of making fun of people walking by. I go, I bet that guy's late for this or this guy. And the guy comes up and he goes, that guy's running late for his Truman Capote uh, lookalike contest. And it was actually Truman Capote. That's, that's cool. Yeah, it's kind of a little, little, little trivia there for you. Do you think he actually wrote To Kill a Mockingbird? Um, it's, a big, it's a big rumor. Big first buzz. of all, that's another book. I know that one. It's, I just couldn't name it because it's been a movie. Because I've only seen the movie and never seen the book. Um, that was no, Don't tell me who wrote the book. The book was considered to be as a woman, right? Correct. It begins with H, right? Correct. <laughs> Is it, is it, is it, uh, if you get this right, we're going to beat Clemson. Hillary? Oh, boy. Henrita? No. Holly? No. Henderson? No. How many? Heather? 
Har Harvey <laughs> Harper Harper Oh uh, yeah yeah Harper Harper I don't know anymore <laughs> I'm done Harper Lee Harper Lee yeah. I had the eights right You did you started off so pot I should not have put the Clemson game on the line. I thought you were going to get there, and then you right I, immediately after I said that you said a different name. I should have known it because I have I do know I did know of that because that was he was she was the, like his assistant or something and that what it is or she was his neighbor neighbor okay and there's been a big because she never really wrote anything else of consequence there was a, always been a big rumor that he, he wrote actually it. wrote it for her or good was movie by the way heavily influenced yeah I don't know if I've ever seen it I don't think I ever have read a book that didn't become a movie. I mean, I, well, I don't know. The season on a brink. Well, the season on a brink was never a movie. There you it? go. That was never a movie. No. Neither was the uh, personal fouls about Jim Balbano. Now you see. Now you've opened the window to the door to, to sports books that you. Now read. I did read the last book I read, which was the day the, the day after tomorrow, but it's not the same as the movie that horrible movie. Movie yeah. yeah. It was a different book. Texas are pretty sure the Pelican Brief was a John Grisham book, wasn't it? It was. Time to Kill was also John Grisham. It was. <laughs> so was the client. There's this Trevor, I can name books, and then list box office hits from the 90s, too. Well, they were books. There's this now Trevor, have Trevor name a book that's not a movie. Forrest Gump's a book. Hey, I even read the sequel to that one. Well, you did, which I didn't know existed. Actually, it was, so I did this it, show. Was, it was a book on tape, but nonetheless. <laughs> Someone sent a... a oh, George R. R. Martin. Game of Thrones, that's a book. You read that? No. Oh, uh, the, oh your name. You're going back. It's not Game of Thrones, though. A uh, fire of ice, a uh, song and ice. A tale of yeah, fire and ice. Is that right? Close, close yeah. To, yeah. Um, Harry Potter was a book. Yeah. Polar Express was a book. All right. You, you, you're doing well now. Thank you. You've made the point. We're good. <laughs> the National Park Service wants humans to stop licking toads. One. Someone just sent that in. That's also a Family Guy. Episode. Oh, great Family Guy episode. I finally understand Sports Night. It's both entertaining and educational. It's a comedy that's too funny to be funny. <laughs> the first show I ever did was with Jody and with uh, Matt Jones. We, their show was called Sports Night, and that was in our open. <laughs> I used that clip from in the show open. God, Jody and Matt Jones did a show together? Yeah, me. Just goes to show that like everybody has done a show with somebody. Because like, I did a show with Matt at one point. Yeah. And I, you, you meet people, and you're like, oh, my God, everybody's done shows with everybody in this market. The uh, that was the first show. Rob did. Rob Jones ran our board. Not not Ramsey and Matt Jones though. That's the only comment. No, that yeah, with. that's it's coming. Yeah, our show didn't last. Unfortunately, unfortunately, didn't last a long time. We had Rick Pitino on like the second show. Did you really? Yeah. Well done. Thank you. I would have liked to have listened to it. I'd like to remember it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about it real quickly because we have to get to the pick segment. We're going to get out of here a little bit early today, so you can go across the bridge and do some work for high school football tonight. We've got uh, make some bets on these picks. The high school game of the week that we will pick later this hour is going to be San X Mail, biggest game of the area um, tonight. Second round of the playoffs. You can hear it right here on fourteen fifty, the Big X. I'm assuming, and even and you can, and you'll hear. Um, we'll have uh, Providence. They continued their run in Southern Indiana. My man Justin Kalen, he was off last week to go see Kevin Hart. I guess he just wanted to feel tall against somebody. And so he'll be back this week as Providence won last week, and they will be on 94.7 at 7 o'clock as well. Go Providence. And uh, also, you know, it's not on any of the local stations. And But we got to give a shout-out to our, our manual Crimson Tide, Trey Trey Ryan out there looking to get a, get a victory. Not Crimson Tide. Just, 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 Crimson? just the Crimsons. Oh, I always thought there was a Tide on there. They played Bullet East, who beat Mail a couple weeks ago, yeah. and we know Mail wound up beating Manuel, so that's good. they're up against it. But it, the, the, the player running back wasn't playing for Mail when they lost Bullet East. So. Correct. Yeah, sweet. Or Gainey, the the receiver, he and he's he's awesome. Yeah. 
the playoffs also are doing the thing for the first time this year where after the second round, they're reseeding like the Sweet 16 based on RPI. So You like that? Uh, yeah, only because it prevents the, the best Louisville teams from playing each other in like the, the the third round, like basically having a de facto state championship in the the state quarterfinals or round of sixteen. If it does that, I miss him. Okay, was it? Then? Yeah, because you know they tried to set it up to where because every state title game once they moved to six classes was you know Trinity Saint X, Trinity Male, you know Male Saint X. Like, it, it was like that when it was five A. It was like that when it was four A. It was like that when it was three A. Well, they were winning, but they were still playing other teams from out the state because the way it was set up. Yeah. But with them being in different districts, it was basically the, the winner of the two Louisville districts was going to go play in the state title game. So they moved it so all the Louisville schools would have to play each other on one side of the bracket, and then you would get like Trinity versus Simon Kenton in a state title game, or Male versus Scott County to try and mix things up a little bit. And and you know now they're they're wising up because it wasn't fair. Yeah, it didn't it didn't work. They people were they, they realized no one's gonna show up to watch a sixty five to nothing beatdown if they when they know it's gonna be that. Quick thoughts. No offense to Simon Kenton. For sure. We, we I mean, that's who Trinity plays tonight, I believe. I mean, in yeah. Second round. I mean, you can hear that on nine seventy WGTK, your new uh, home for Cardinal you. Athletics and your home for the Shamrocks. I Man, Dave Reichel on the board for that one. We've got oh somebody's asking Mike Rutherford Lock of the Day. We need it for tonight. Uh, we have, we're three and zero now. Rutherford Lock of the Day. South Dakota covered the six against Lipscomb. Do I? Do, just, what about me? I'm I'm over here giving out advice. Taking taking Kansas City, taking Purdue. No one's giving me credit. Did you win? I haven't lost a lock yet. All right, lock of the night tonight. We got to look. I didn't at give it. one out yesterday though. I don't think did we? I didn't. No, I don't think we did. Uh, yeah. we, we it was a late night for well, we were just what was meing about the. Bellman yeah, we didn't have. We could care less about making you all money. We actually have a good game tonight. First time we've had a, a top twenty-five. This is basketball. Yeah, tonight game in the basketball season. I say top twenty-five. Michigan State's not ranked, but they are playing Gonzaga in the Armed Forces Classic. They're playing on the USS Abraham Lincoln in San Diego, which will be a cool thing. Be. Um, yeah, but that's not what I, when I'm gonna give you my lock. I want to know. I'm not the, touching that spread. Yeah, I want to know what the line for the up, US, USC Upstate and or Norfolk State versus Baylor and Duke games are. I want those lines because I'm telling you, if they're in the 20s, lay the money on Baylor's and Dukes. All right, I'm getting locking the night is this, and it's not a homer pick, but it kind of is a homer pick. I believe this is the best bet tonight. Iona and Rick Pitino on the road, covering three over a good but not great Hofstra team. Give me the Gales, covering three. Nah, I'm Lock not. of the day. All right. I mean, I'll see what my line is. I'll give it to you two in a second. We also have West Virginia Pitt tonight in basketball. This should be a good one. Seven o'clock on ESPN Plus. The old uh, old rivalry, the old Big East rivalry. Uh, Miami's in action tonight against UNC Greensboro. US, UCF is playing Florida State, who's looking to bounce back from their loss of stats. There's actually a lot of games tonight. They're trying to avoid the there football is. weekend, which makes sense. But one school not avoiding the football weekend is Louisville. Taking on Wright State tomorrow, 1 o'clock. Kind of quick, quick summary of my thoughts on this. I think Wright State presents the same challenges and opportunities that Bellarmine did Wednesday night, which is not something that maybe you want to hear right now. But <laughs> hopefully if lessons were learned on Wednesday night, we'll see that firsthand because Wright State, under Scott Nagy, who's in his eighth season at the school, they're an offensive-minded program. This was an offensive-minded team. They're going to score points. Um, they've been doing it for years. They, they almost always, I think outside of one season under Nagy, they've averaged 75 points per game or more. But defensively, they struggle. 253rd in the country in adjusted defensive efficiency last season, and that was a team that won the Horizon League tournament, won a game in the NCAA tournament in the first four, and then played Arizona respectably close in a 116 game. Returns nine players from that team. They lost probably 17 that game, right? Yeah, 77 to or 87 to 70. That's what I thought. Yeah, was the final that I saw earlier today. Um, they return about 10 players from that game, uh, from that team. Most of them 
are were, were contributors. Trey Calvin is their best player. Uh, he's the all-conference player the last couple of seasons. He's preseason all-conference this year. Scored 37 on Tuesday night, Wednesday night, whenever they played, against Bell, uh, Davidson in their double overtime loss. They've got a transfer to Amari Davis, who's also a very good guard. And then a good post player who's a sophomore in A.J. Braun, who almost had a double-double in their first two games. But this is a team that Louisville should be able to physically dominate just like we've been saying for the last three games, they should get the better of them on the glass, especially the offensive glass. This should be a, a game where a guy like Brandon Huntley Hatfield, every shot should be an opportunity for him to get two points if he's inside. Grab that rebound, get a cheap put back, score two points, make that stat sheet look good. Our big guys should, 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 should dominate. They have not done it yet. They should dominate. If they don't, we're going to be in a dogfight. I mean, the closest we've gotten to that is Trainer playing well against Chaminade. And, God, that's probably right. I mean... I mean, Hatfield a little. I mean, I guess a little bit against. I don't know. You don't like Wheeler, but I thought Wheeler played well at least in that game against Bellerman, even though the stat sheet may not show it. If I, I, I didn't mean to, to cut you off. Here, good. I was gonna say two things. One, the lock tonight, UK minus nineteen. Hammer that against Duquesne. Oh God, yes. How is that not twenty nine? I don't know. It should be a twenty nine line. I think I might see a typo on here. If that's nineteen in your bookie. Hammer it. Second, uh, if I'm paying tonight. I want to, I mean, excuse me, tomorrow, not tonight, obviously, but if I'm paying tomorrow, um, I, I want I want my first three possessions. I want to get the ball into Curry touching the ball. Like, and I, I, I want to establish that as soon as possible from the from the tip off on offense. Get yeah. him, I, whether you got to run it, run him off of, of, a, of a low, of a down, a down screen to get him, to get him in position. Whether you got to, what, what, what do you have to rotate, you know, Penetrate, kick out, rotate out, and then push it back into him. Get position, whatever you have to do, get him the ball and let them try to go one on one. Because I don't feel like they're going to double team him right away, most likely, because they have no reason to. Mm-hmm. Let him go one on one, get a little confidence. Maybe do that once or twice the first two possessions. At that point, then they're going to start double teaming him. They're going to have to, and then we can get the rest of the offense going. I, let, let's let's tell Curry right now, it's the bat. Listen, we're going to go to you right now. If you want to be here, show me you want to be here. Otherwise, just do what you've been doing. Poop the bed for the first couple possessions with us, and you can come sit next to me or sit next to Danny pretty much the rest of the game, and we'll put Wheeler, we'll put Trainer, we'll put BHH at center. We'll do something else. No, I, I think that's – I think you're exactly right. I think if his – if it's not a effort thing with Sidney Curry and he's just upset that he's not getting the ball enough and he feels like you know, we focus too much on outside shooting and not enough on paint touches and stuff, communicate to him right off the bat tonight. Tonight's going to be different. Yeah. You work hard enough on the block to get the ball. We're going to get it to you. If, if you're in good shape, if you're ready to go, and it's, it's just been a product of the offense, and you know, you're, you're upset about that, we're going to remedy that. Because you should dominate this team inside. If you're the guy that we saw at the end of February and early March last season, you should be able to score at will on these guys. And if you don't, we're moving to a different game plan. I think that's. I think, I think you're totally right. That should be what, uh, what Kenny Payne comes out and does tomorrow. We'll see if it happens. Um, last thing on that game. Trivia question. Oh, I love trivia, even though I don't get them right half the time. Louisville 0-1, obviously, for the first time in 19 years. When is the last time Louisville started a season 0-2? 1987. No, more recent. Uh, last year, no. <laughs> I know it didn't contribute Southern. Um, d- uh, 99? Correct! Okay. 99-2000 season, uh, we started off that year with back-to-back losses to VCU and Xavier. 
We then won. Before ten either of them were relevant. <laughs> Xavier was okay. Yeah. I, I, looked at, I looked at that team. They were pretty good that year. VCU was not. Um, we yeah. lost. V, yeah. The VCU game was like we were playing them because like we really kept, kept them out of Conference USA and stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, don't trust me. VCU's got some history with us, with the Metro. But they weren't good. No. We, what, we did win 10 of our next 11. The only loss during that span was a 30-point loss to UK. And included in that span was the... I guess memorable game where we ran over North Carolina. The huge run, Maven goes nuts, has a couple dunks, mm-hmm. um, restarts playing well, and of course that Louisville team. Was that year we snuck in the top twenty-five early, and then like I beat by Utah or something. No, that, okay, that no, we, we were we were okay. We'd not make the top twenty-five. We had a rough go of it in Conference USA. This was the year we beat Syracuse when they were number five. They were like you know they just lost their first game in February, but our non-conference play got us into the tournament. We got beat by Gonzaga in the first round. Yeah, we had that stretch where we lost to the, the, the Darlings before they were Darlings of Gonzaga and Grayton and Xavier, too. Xavier, in yeah. 04, which kind of started their big run. Even though I guess the Gonzaga loss was the year after they'd gone to lead eight, but it was still like they, they were still, they had not established themselves as that tournament no. darling. The only thing they were looked at just a one, one hit wonder the year before when they went to lead eight. The other thing that I remember about that game, well, also Rashad Brooks getting the ball wedged in the rim at the, oh, with, like, zero Brooks. seconds left. Only thing that could make me laugh. Like, I'm, I'm about to cry. I'm like, this sucks. Like, end of basketball season. Rashad Brooks goes baseline, goes up for, like, a dunk, wedges the ball in the rim with no time on the clock. I was like, well, that was at least hilarious. But I remember after the game, because we played late on the first Thursday. It was the last game to finish. And we were the only game that was a seed upset. And, like, the, the, the people at the CBS headquarters were like, so we finally get an upset there. 10 seed Gonzaga knocks off number seven seed Louisville. But I don't think anybody really sees it as an upset. Like, we all thought Gonzaga was going to win anyway. I was like, hey, just shut up. Like, come on. <laughs> get over this. So that was bad. Uh, quickly turning our attention to Clemson. We, we've talked about the game a lot today. Huge opportunity for Scott Satterfield to make himself the man at UofL, make himself the man in the city. By the way, that was the right season, I guess. I didn't see them in the top twenty-five when I was yeah, on. Yeah, we we beat Utah on January sixth. They were eighteen. Oh, not early in the season though. Yeah, and then we then we moved. We we were ranked for one week at twenty-fifth. Well, in late January though. Yeah, no, but I knew there was like a little stretch where we were ranked. I remember you just said early in the season, so I was I was I remembering guess, looking yeah. at the stretch. At the I guess beginning. It was, I was thinking it was earlier in the year, but it was yeah. Because I, I remember that Utah game for some reason. Okay, let's let's we'll move on. Nate Johnson was maybe one of his best games ever. Football, it's, it's free focus. No, I know you get caught up on stuff. We've we've turned the page. All right, all right, come on. All right, Bob Seeger, turn the page. Huge opportunity for Scott Satterfield and company, not just to snap the nation's longest home winning streak at 38 games, not just to finally get over the hump and beat Clemson, but to, I think, really establish, to plant his flag and say, we're here, this is my program, not going anywhere. Guess what? We're going to be pretty damn good moving forward. Also, if you win this game, you start looking back and you're like, this team... Should probably be nine and one right now. No, well, I'm not. I'm not well, going to do that. I, you kind of have to a little bit. I don't. Though. Want, I don't want to do. I don't even. You start do to do that. it a little I bit. Know. If you if you win this game, you start to think about what if. But certainly, you're happy where you are. And then, more importantly, we make Clemson cry, make them well, ru- rush their own field after a loss for the first time ever. Even though they say they do it all the time. Um, I don't know. Make Dabo retire. It's possible. Usher in the full recognition that the era of Clemson dominance is over. It's done. You guys, I know you guys are listening. Angry guy still texting me from his Anderson, South Carolina. Uh, text. Your best days are behind you. You're still going to be fine. You're not going to be terrible. What? You Googled the area code. I said that at the beginning of the show. I didn't hear you say that. Yeah. You're still going to be okay. A nice little 9-3 season every now and then. 10-2 and two maybe mixed in. But the days of winning national titles, the days of being right up there with Alabama, it's done. Your boy played you. He's not taking transfers. He's not doing NIL stuff. He's not connecting with recruits anymore. 
It's over. You're gonna be just you're gonna be just good from now on. I want to disagree and say this is the last they'll see the top ten in a while. Maybe could be we we knocked them out of the top we ten. We knocked for good. them out of the top ten, and they don't. I mean, D, DJ Uwe is obviously maybe not their quarterback. He still struggles again next year. They don't bring in transfers. Dabo's getting frustrated. I mean, they 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 go eight and five next year. Maybe teeter in the top twenty five, but never the top ten. This could be the last game they ever play in the top ten, ever. And it'll be us knocking out. I mean, we can look at it as, like, we were the... We, we ended it. We we were the ones that, that, that flicked the... We were the, the, the boulder that ended up just destroying the, the whole thing. That'd be so beautiful. Let's make that happen. I mean, that'd be, must be, that'd be somewhat... It'd be similar to how Kentucky feels that they kind of ended Spurrier's career. Like, you may be so upset he lost to UK, he just quit and retired. Which, I mean, it's understandable. But... I, that could, this could be our thing. We could ruin Dabo. We could just, the whole state of South Carolina just hates us. Kentucky takes away Spurrier. We take it day with Dabo. Texas says, <laughs> the deflation in your voice, Mike, when you told Trevor if he could name Harper Lee, we would beat Clemson, and he couldn't. I'm crying. Thank you. <laughs> now, don't cry, because if we end up losing the game now, you're all going to blame it on me for not naming Harper Lee. Texas says, Gorilla in the Mist, Trevor playing Madden while watching a movie on a separate screen halfway through a ball. <laughs> <laughs> In a miss. Texas Trevor, for the love of God, do not pick Louisville to win this weekend. You are the ultimate jinx. Oh, I'm not the ultimate. You picked just to beat James Madison last week. Yeah, I'm not ultimate jinx. I mean, I'm jinxy a little bit, but not ultimate. Speaking of picks, it's that time. we got to get out here at 545 today, so we go ahead and do it now. Pick segment. And I got some bad news for you at the top. I'm not winning anymore, am I? We differed on three games last week. <laughs> I like what it is sounding. I won all three. So this, this is the third straight week where we, can we have. Can we post these? I, I need proof of this. I've got them written down right here. Uh, this should. is the third straight week where we flip flop. Two weeks ago, I won all three that we differed on. I took a, a one game lead. Yeah. Last week we did, or two weeks ago we differed on two. You won both those. Got back in front by one. Last week we differed on three. I won all those. Went eight and two. You went five and five. So the standings going into this week: Mike Rutherford, sixty-five and thirty-five. Trevor Kelsey, sixty-three and thirty-seven. So I'm two games back. Two games back, you still got. I mean, we got three weeks left. That's all right. All right that's, I, I can do this. I mean, this, this whole season's been going nip and tuck, and not just the, the overrated uh, Netflix show or FNX. FX, right? Show, yeah. 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 Actually, that's I've never watched it. I heard it was good things, except I heard it like really jumped the shark in like the second or third season. It's okay. Yeah. We start with our high school game of the week, as mentioned. It's the second week of Kentucky high school football playoffs. Big game locally, big game statewide. Yeah. Two of the powerhouses in 6A, two of the powerhouses in the state at any level. Mail and St. X. And, oh. Wagner did not make the playoffs. We established <laughs> that. Mail and St. X doing battle in the 6A second round. Uh, St. X, the reigning 5A, 6A champions. They beat Mail in the state title game last year. Mail looking for revenge. They've four losses this season. Very rare. St. X has not lost to an in state opponent yet. They're the clear favorites. TK, who you got? I guess the other only loss I was on the board for that was the Indiana school. Or Ohio school. It's their only loss, yeah. Yeah, it was Ohio school. They dominated them, actually, too. Well, that's like the number one school in, in Ohio. Is I think, it? I okay. Believe. It was, uh, it was it, Elder okay. or Moeller? It was one, one of those of two. Them. Yeah, it was one of those two, and they, they, they controlled the whole game. It wasn't even close. At least the one I'm listening to, the way John Spears described it. I think it, it was 28-3. to three. Um, And if I remember right, I did the, I worked the same next mail game earlier in the year and say next won that game somewhat confidently. Uh, won it like 13 nothing or 13-3 or something like that, or 24-7, I want to say. Not sure. Yeah, it was it was. It was Either way, all that said, I'll be on the board, and I'll be listening to John Spears and Tony Birch, and you can listen to them too as well uh, here on 1450. 
as they sound so defeated after Mayo gets the victory Whoa. tonight. Woo, 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 woo. Let the dogs out. Coach, that's right. You, you want to see pissed off. You want angry. You you would not. You, you wouldn't like Chris Wolf when he's angry. He's hungry, baby. He's hungry like the wolf. And the dogs are released. Man, I like the brass. Woo. Woo, woo, woo. It's an easy pick. Dogs always beat cats. This is an easy pickup for me. Snakes is gonna win this game. Oh look at you! I can't. They wait. are. I can't wait to rip. They're the better it. team. I'm gonna text my uncle right now and tell me you're, you're just you're just hating. Six A. I mean, they're the team to beat in six A. No question about it. Good. Home field advantage. They're gonna win this thing. They're the favorites to win it all. I got them tonight by a couple touchdowns. Oh wow! You're giving me points. Well, I'm saying straight up, but yeah. No, you're giving me points. No. Do I get the Do I get the Wagner fifty? No. <laughs> when am I getting that forty bucks? I told my uncle by the way after they lost like fifty point spreads like four weeks in a row. He just like. <laughs> I think he texted back like a nine. Ha ha. <laughs> uh, two o'clock on ESPN Plus, and I'm assuming you can hear it right here on 1450 The Big X, Western Kentucky. Uh, no, Western Kentucky okay. will be on 900 tomorrow because we will have IU tomorrow. Oh, okay, 900, yeah. you can hear uh, Western Kentucky. They'll be hosting the Rice Owls Tops Bowl eligible uh, after last week's win, 6-4 and four overall in the season, 4-2 and two in Conference USA. They're hosting a Rice team looking to get bowl eligible. They're 5-4 and four and 3-2 and two in CUSA. Tops are nearly a two-touchdown favorite. It's a 13-point spread. Trevor Kelsey, who are you going with here? Uh, let's take Western straight up. Good Tops. Tops big. By the way, we will have Western basketball on Big X, though, at 6.30. Okay. But we IU football. IU versus Ohio State, actually, I believe. That's where we're going next. No, oh, going next for how about the How about the Hoosiers on Big Nude Saturday? Indiana on the road, taking on Ohio State. Noon kickoff on Fox. Ohio State, number two in the country, 9-0, and 6-0 in the Big Ten. Hoosiers, 3-6 and overall, 1-5 and in the Big Ten. Ohio State is a 40-point favorite. We're picking straight up. Are you kidding me? Is there a miracle in Columbus? On Saturday afternoon, Trevor. You're screwing me, right? 40 points. There's no way. 4-0. That is just no. Wow. Well, I didn't think I was going to say this, but I will take IU in the points. I don't think they're losing about 40. I did. You did disagree with me last week on Penn State in the points. I took Penn State. I think that Penn State minus 14 was the only game I won last weekend. Okay, I thought that was going to be close. And it was a blowout. Oh, it was destruction. I knew IU wasn't going to hang with them. Um, IU sucks. They're not very, they're not good at all. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I mean, Ohio State straight up. That's obvious. I mean, I'm. Do you have to think about it? I'm really curious about this 40 point line, though, man. You talk about the bookmakers just trying to really just say, "Screw you." Let's see him. Let's see how ballsy you are. If you think really, because you know Ohio State's going to blow them out, but 40. Ohio State wins and covers. Oh, you're going with it? Going with the cover. I love it. I like it. Who's your done? Oh, they're done. They suck. Also at noon, the local Sorry, games. Scoots. The local games outside of us in Clemson that kind of suck. Uh, this is, you know, UK. You're assuming you're going to take care of business. The one SEC game that you circle and say we got this one. They are a 17 and a half point home favorite against Vanderbilt, who is 0 and 5 in the SEC. That's a noon kick on the SEC network. Any chance we get a Commodore shocker? No, Kentucky wins, but Kentucky does not cover. I think it's it's. I, I think Kentucky, they cover, but it's like by 20. I, uh, that would be. I'm, I'm picturing Kentucky winning 14 to 20, and I'm going to lean towards the 14. I'm going to say UK like 27 to 27 to 7. I'd have to look at what Vanderbilt's done this year. I really, I know they're bad, but I just haven't seen how much they haven't blown out by. So I really shouldn't say. Uh, Vanderbilt 38 27 last week against South Carolina. Not terrible. No. 17 14 against Missouri. Not terrible. 55 nothing against Georgia. That's understandable. 55 3 against Alabama. That's understandable. 52 to 28 against Ole Miss. 
That's understandable. Wake Forest beat them by 20. That's understandable. They beat Hawaii by 53. I mean, yeah, but the teams that don't have blowout offenses or at least are that much better. Yeah, I'm going Vanderbilt to take the points. I'll take 17. All right, I like it. Um, Kentucky wins, though. Moving away from local games. Also at noon, though, on ESPN, number seven LSU suddenly. Yeah. Jayden, kind of. Jaden Daniels lighting it up. I mean, Brian Kelly hadn't killed anybody. Hanging right there at seven. No no kids have died under Brian Kelly's watch, thankfully. That we know of. They're on the road taking on Arkansas, who's had maybe a little bit of a disappointing season, looking for a big win to get things back on track. They're five and four overall, looking to be bowl eligible. LSU, despite being in the top ten and playing an unranked team, is just a four-point road favorite. Do the Hogs get up for this one and steal it? No, LSU win straight up. I kind of want to take Arkansas here. Take them. Do it. Do it. Be naughty. Be naughty. Be, be, just, be just a little bad. What's Arkansas done recently? Not much. Oh, they lost to Liberty last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, in, in fairness, they, they, they probably should have gotten a two-point conversion. I think they, they, they should have been reversed. I don't think LSU's that good. I still Not, don't. That really is to make you feel confident. No, yeah. <laughs> Until I saw that, I was I was gonna do. I'm, I'm going to LSU narrowly. LSU's been playing well. They have narrowly. I mean, they depend on Jaden Daniels how he plays, and he's been playing very well. Uh, noon, ESPN two, Purdue. Purdue, baby. Looking to right itself after a couple of rough weeks on the road, taking on Illinois, who's suddenly number twenty one in the country at seven and two overall. Well, you mean because they dropped from eleven? Purdue, yes. Purdue still a shot though to win the Big Ten West. They're 3-3. Three and three. If they win this, they'll pull themselves into a tie with at least Illinois, potentially Wisconsin, and Iowa as well. And Minnesota is sitting there right, uh, right at 3-3. Three and three. Oh, it's a cluster, believe. It's an absolute cluster. Does Purdue throw this whole thing into disarray by pulling off the road upset of Illinois? Is that Illinois? Yes. What was the line? Um, Illinois is better by 3. Illinois by 6.5. 6.5. Um, I'm taking Illinois to win but not cover. This, this is a, a spot that Jeff Brom loves. It is, but I mean, I don't know. It is. Is it? Oh, just, oh now you got me in the winter net. Boilers. Team. I'm going Boilers. Straight up. They win the game. I'm switching with you. I'm going. I'm switching with you. Okay. I think you, you just not because you nailed it because you picked Boilers because of what you said. This is a this is a Jeff Brom win game on the road against a team that may or may not deserve to be ranked. He needs the win. This is this is this is perfect. This is what Jeff Brom does before he comes home. 3.30 on CBS. It's going to feel wrong when it's for Big Ten, but it's still SEC for now. <laughs> Number nine, Alabama, looking for a bounce-back win. On the road, taking on Ole Miss. Rebels have a better record. 8-1 and one overall, 4-1 and one in the SEC. Bama 7-2 and 4-2. and, four and two. But despite that, the Tide are a 12-point road favorite. Does Alabama bounce back in Oxford? Bama win, not cover. Going Ole Miss. Ooh, I'm not switching with you this one. I'm going Ole Miss. Howdy, Lane howdy. Kiffin gets it done. They've been a thorn in Bama's side for a while, whether they win or just come close to winning. I think you can come close. I think they win this one. Okay. Take them out. Bama's done. I will take Three lost Bama. How about that? It's going to happen. Oh, just like uh, Calvin Carter said, the, the Bama era is over. It's over. Them and Clemson, they're both done. Next stop, Louisville. Well, you know what happens is that's what, that's what it is. Is, is both, They both end. Saban retires and Dabo goes to Alabama. There you go. 3.30 on ESPN2, number 22, UCF. you got to be really good to beat those guys. you got to be really good to beat a top 22 team in UCF. Um, they only have two losses this season. I can't remember who they they came against, but... <laughs> I know one. <laughs> who knows? 
Got to be some badass teams out there. They're on the road taking on number 17, Tulane. Battle of the week, battle of the year in the American Athletic Conference. UCF is 4-1 and one in league play. Tulane is a perfect 5-0. and oh. Tulane a one-point home favorite in New Orleans. TK, who are you rolling with? Tulane. I got Tulane, too. No, what was the Tulane cover, too? Well, it's one point spread. Yeah. Their only loss this season, by the way, was to Southern Miss by a field goal. <laughs> Not a lot of competition for Tulane. But yeah, Tulane has, I know hasn't beaten anybody. Would be Kansas State. I take it back. Oh, that's that's that's, that's a big win. Ten times bigger win than anybody. Didn't uh, seem big at the time, but yeah. But we beat UCF. Just letting, <laughs> just letting people know. I was talking about Louisville. Oh yeah, that's the other loss. Um, we'll go West Coast now. I love going west. Wish they all could be California bets. Neither team from California. Seven yeah. o'clock, Fox. It's number twenty-five, Washington. On the road, taking on number six, Oregon, whose only loss remains Georgia. that absolute ass-kicking at the beginning of the season from Georgia. They're 8-1 overall, 6-0 in the Pac-12. They are a 12-and-a-half-point home favorite over a Washington team that is 7-2 and 4-2. And Any chance for a West Coast upset here, TK? Oregon wins and covers. I still don't know how Oregon got beat. I get that Georgia's the best team in the country, but like I watched some of that game. Oh, Nick's first game. Forty-nine to three, and it was like it could have been like seventy-five yeah. to three. It was, I mean, it was, it was the, it an was, absolute it was the first game for him. Bleep kicking. So. Um, I'll take Oregon to win, though. I do like the Bonex is popping up on some sites. Like the only quarterbacks who've done this, it's like Lamar Jackson and uh, like, like Vince Young. I'm like, okay, let's let's so call. It's done what? Some of the stats that he's done this year, like oh. touchdown passes and rushing like yards and stuff. Like you know, people will work those stats to make it seem like it's yeah. like Johnny Menzel and Lamar Jackson are the only players who've done what Bone. I'm like, okay, let's let's stop. I, I love the stretching sometimes. Like the only one to have more than 500 yards rushing in a second quarter, uh, in a, on the road in a in a in a, in a Eastern Conference right. time zone. Um, I baseball the at the uh, the book on that. 7:30 ABC. They're in the college football playoff right now if it started today. Oh, yeah. Number four TCU, undefeated. Oh, come on, Horny Frogs. 9-0 and getting some love from the CFP committee for the first time this week. They're on the road taking on Texas. This may be the biggest roadblock on their way to an undefeated season and potentially a trip to the college football playoff. Texas playing pretty well, 6-3, and 4-2 and two overall. Um, after this, by the way, TCU gets Baylor on the road, who's been – not great this year. And then Iowa State at home, who they should destroy. Well, Baylor's been up and down. but Up know. and down, but not ranked right no, now. No, they're not. They're six and three. And Iowa State's not a pushover. Iowa here. State's not good. They're, what, three and six? Yeah, they're not, they're, they're, they've had better years. Texas is a seven-and-a-half-point home favorite to wreck TCU's dream season. Trevor, who are you rolling with? Oh, I'm all about the Horny, the horny Frogs win this one. I got take, te- take it. Take I got TCU. Texas. Oh, good. I Make got up some ground, baby. Texas, is, they've been good to me in recent weeks. You took K-State over them last week. I went with them there. You took, uh, I took, We both took Okie State. Should have taken Texas. Uh, I, I got the Longhorns. Nope. Home Sar- favorite. Sargasian's going to jump off the wagon. Uh, we got ACC action late night as well. Big game here for the, the, the I, mean, I was going to say the Coastal, but for North Carolina bragging rights. It's Wake Forest trying to bounce back now. Consecutive losses. We ruined them. Hosting North Carolina, who's seen as the best team in the Coastal. Tar Heels 5-0 in the ACC. Wake Forest suddenly 2-3 in the ACC. Despite that, Wake is a four-point favorite. Just goes to show how much better the Atlantic Division is than the Coastal. Who you got here? Where'd you say this one was at? At Wake. Oh, let's say North Carolina. Good duh. Um, taking, I'm, still, I'm still taking Tar Heels. Really? Okay. Yeah. Take Tar Heels to win. I got Wake. Going on the road, beating Wake. Look at you loving Wake. I got Wake. 
Love Wake. I got Wake. Uh, before we get to the big show, let's do our basketball picks. Louisville. That's a big show. Wright State tomorrow. Um, cards, I'm assuming, are going to be about a 9, 10-point favorite whenever we find out. Wright State, 0-1, like us. Lost to Davidson in double overtime on Wednesday. Cards looking to bounce back, looking to avoid the first 0-2 start since 1999. TK, how do you see this one playing out? Uh, this is a team you don't want to fall 17 points behind. Agree. Uh, not going to be nearly... I mean, obviously it wasn't easy to come back from Bellarmine 17 down because you did, never did, never took the lead and won the game. But you, you still fought back. This You're not going to be able to do this right state. They are, they are While they've lost their top two players from last year, one's at Ohio State, one's at Vautech, they are still a good team. As you mentioned, they have a three-guard back rotation. It is three-guard rotation. It is as good as you're going to find. I do like Louisville to win this game. Uh, I told you what I wanted to see them do early on. I'd like to see some pressure. Uh, at some points in this game, not long-term, not major press, but some token pressure, uh, especially in certain points. Uh, I'm going Louisville to win by five. I, I This so game's nip and tuck, and I think at some point Wright State does lead. I made the prediction on the, on the podcast, and I'm sticking with it. I think it's nip and tuck, too. I think, I think they're very unsure moments. I think Louisville looks better overall than it did against Bellarmine. They're going to have to if they want to win this game. Because like you said, I think Wright State's probably overall a better team than Bellarmine is. Oh, they are. I mean... At least on paper right now. Yeah, Trey Calvin is... He's he's one of the better guards at the mid-major level. He's been that way for uh, for several seasons now. He can absolutely score 35 on you. If yeah. we don't defend guards better than we have in our... Hell, going back to the... We let a kid from Chaminade score 28 who's scored two in the, the two games that he played against Ohio State and Cincinnati. This team does want to shoot a lot of threes. And they will. You've got to get your hands up on the three. You cannot let them have open... T- if we're going to lose the game because they hit a bunch of threes and then we're in their face every time, then I'm okay with it. But I do not want to give up in threes. But we weren't even doing that against Bellman. Like, not high hands, not closing out. What are we no. doing? Contest the shot. It was 50-50. There were some times they hit bad. shots that we – like, the Ben Johnson shot was a tough shot. Yeah, it was just deep. Yeah, that – We still weren't – we still didn't run at him with high hands. Like, run at him – it's basic stuff. Like, this is day one stuff. Run at him with high hands. Hand down, man down, hand right? Hand down, man down. We, we were not even in defensive stances half the time. <laughs> I think Louisville wins this game. I'm keeping the faith. I'm going to say cards 76, Wright State 71, but it's definitely close, definitely dicey. That's the same line. You said five as me. Yeah, I got five. Uh, moving on, 3.30, the big show. Oh, it's the big show. Louisville in Death Valley trying to get over the hump, trying to beat Clemson for the first time as a program, trying to wreck Clemson and wipe them out of the top ten from now until eternity, make Dabo retire and cry like a little baby. Almost, almost said it. Almost said the B word. 3.30, ESPN cards are a ah. touchdown underdog. We've had worse cursing on here. Yeah, we have. <laughs> I'm going to go first. I want to pick Louisville. I do. Oh, no. I don't like the way this is sounding. I'll be very surprised if we like, like get blown out, if it's like an old, like the every other year Clemson just kind of hammering us. I think our defense will keep us in the game. I think the defense is going to be as good as it's been this season. I think the offense stumbles a little bit. I, I think – I think it feels like so many other Clemson games in the past where we just leave points out in the field. We, we misfire on some key opportunities, and it's a weird score game. We wind up looking back like, how do we lose? I'm going to say Clemson 29, Louisville. We always lose by six, right? 23. That's what I'm going with. Um, Pick me up. I like the area you're in the score-wise, and I understand it. Maybe, for you know, for all I know, you're listening to this, and you're thinking this is just the Trevor going homer in his prediction in his oh, breakdown boy, of this. He's, he's going to do it. But I, you know what? Homer says, suck it, because that's what I'm going to do. I, I, I am confident going into this game. I think the defense gets pressure on DJ Uwe. I think Shipley is held to, I mean, the stats might be there, but it is insignificant numbers. Uh, the receivers don't scare me if we can get pressure on the quarterback and make him throw before he's comfortable. 
And when he does that, he's going to make errors. I think Louisville gets at least two turnovers in this game, minimum two turnovers in this game. I think the offense struggles, but makes at least the one big one, one or two big plays it needs to. Um, it's weird to say that when I give you my score because you would think I would be the other way around. But I say Louisville wins this game 33-30. to 30. Woo-hoo! I love it. I love it. And it's a day to celebrate. I mean, it's going to be a Louisville win in the daytime, a Louisville win in the afternoon. And I, you know what? I might even get laid tomorrow night. Scott's D in your face. Dabo. Suck it. Go Cards, beat Wright State, then beat Clemson. Let's have a celebratory show on Monday. Everybody enjoy the weekend. We'll see you guys right back here at 3 o'clock on Monday afternoon. Sometimes you're crazy.